Welcome everyone to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everyone out there in internet land doing? We hope you are doing well. I am your host with the most Papa Spice. I am joined by two of my very best buds, Hans and Harry. And as usual, we like to talk and discuss everything pop culture, but specifically movies and TV. Boys, how are we tonight? Harry, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, thanks so much for asking, even though apparently my camera looks like uh, doo-doo. Um, so I don't know what's going on there. Maybe the quality's poor. Luckily, you guys don't have to see my face. You just have to hear my beautiful Hold on. Voice. Hold on. Does your actual camera look like doo-doo or the video? That's You know, hard to tell at this point, Papa. I appreciate you asking. We'll get back to you. Um, it's important. something on the camera sure. that's making it look like that. You look yeah. like Cobra from G.I. Joe. Well, listen. I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys, so... Um, hopefully I sound okay, uh, but I'm doing lovely. Uh, another another week down. Super Bowl Sunday is upon us. Um, hey. So as much as I'm not looking forward to the game, um, sorry, Greg. Uh, I will, I guess, have like a slight interest in your Chiefs winning, um, but not much uh, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, and just you know, getting ready for baby mania over here um, in two months. So that's uh, also exciting. So. Yeah, life's good. I love that. I love that for you. And hey, you know what? I'll take a slight interest over total apathy. So thank you. Oh, of course. <laughs> Hans, how you doing, pal? I'm doing good. Like Harry said, we're we're at that Super Bowl week, and I and and I'm I'm in that. I could I could not be less interested in the Super Bowl this year. Hey. Um, I mean, I'm still going to watch it like I always do, um, but I, I don't know why. I just have uh, little to no interest. Uh, I, I hope both teams somehow lose. Um, but Greg, for your I know you're a Chiefs fan, so I know um, for, for your sake, I am rooting for them. So there's there's that. Nothing. Thanks, no other guy. reason. Sure. Um, yeah, but doing doing good. We are we are currently in uh, in February. This, this year is going by quick. January, we're at the, the longest year ever. So we're now. Get to go through February, which is now longer because of leap year. Uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. It's starting to get warmer too, so it's um, it's it's like a weird February. It's not. We had a couple snowstorms, and now it's just you know, There's the now weather. it's hit like it's hit like the fifties. So I'm not I'm not not too excited for that. Just just give so. me some consistency. That's all I'm begging for. Right. right? I, I, I start getting sick around this time because when it starts doing that weather change, I'm like, mm. if it stays cold the whole winter, I'm fine. If it stays warm the whole whatever season, I'm fine. But this weather change, like, I, I can't I can't handle it. So. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, I mean, it's just – I would say it's not super cold. I would still say it's cold. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah but it's not like when you walk outside and you're it, – it like, it's like two degrees out. It's 30 minutes to yeah. warm up your car. No argument there. No. Yeah, I want those. Yeah. Uh, I want those cold snaps where you like you walk outside and there's icicles frozen to your beard, man. Like, give you me want that a beer, huh? You like when it was in Kansas City over that one game? Heck yeah, where like Andy oh, Reid yeah. had like an ice an ice beard. <laughs> the Walrus loved it. <laughs> uh, I was saying cold snap. You wanted a beer, but that fell on deaf ears. But yeah, sure. Great joke. <laughs> yeah, like I said, <laughs> you got to work on your dad joke game. Come on, man. One yeah. of us. Step up. Um, Step up. I have a whole. I have a whole book somewhere you can borrow. Ooh, I love that. Thanks. Maybe right, maybe I'll download it. it on Kindle. <laughs> Just staying up late at night reading my dad joke book. Oh, that's a singer. <laughs> um, 
Well, everything is going good over here at Casa de Rice. Um, just catching up on some TV shows. I've actually fallen down a uh, a hole, a rabbit hole of uh, a show that I got hooked on inadvertently, and that is 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> so, don't know how it happened, but I just kind of... Speaking of dads... <laughs> So we've we've talked about this in person and and I and I forget all about it. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to Catherine recently and she loves 90 Day Fiance. And I'm like someone in my head was like, I know I had a conversation with someone who said they started watching 90 Day Fiance. And I could remember it was you or someone else. So glad I got that that cloudy, that cloudy, you know, that that cleared up. But um, uh, we'll we'll chat. Glad you're enjoying. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's interesting for sure. Like I, I can't believe I like it, but it, it's fascinating. And interestingly, also, I don't think like the now. Bear in mind, I'm only on season four, but I'd say like 98 percent of the people that I've seen, like the fiancés, genuinely like they're not in it for the card or whatever. So like, it is cool to see. Oh, it's true love, and you know all that stuff. Now, what happens after? Who knows? But um, so there's that. And I'm also trying to um, maybe expand the family a little bit and uh, not through kids. We're we're done with kiddos, but uh, I'm trying to work on my wife to get maybe some new pets. Um, I want to go the non-traditional route, maybe get some exotic pets. And mm. uh, I'm looking at sugar gliders. So a panther. Yeah. <laughs> A panther, that'd be great. Uh, you just leave it in the bathtub. Uh, no, I um, yeah. <clears throat> sugar gliders. I've had a fascination with them for about a decade, but it's just never worked out. For those that don't know, um, uh, they're kind of like flying squirrels, except um, cuter and smaller. So, do you have to keep them like locked up, or can they run around the house free? Um, so you do keep them in a cage, but they actually love bonding time um so like i'd say between like two and four times a day take them out pet them also they're nocturnal like me so <laughs> during the day they sleep at night you know that's when they're active uh and they're called sugar gliders because well number one they glide but also they just eat fruit mainly so um easy to take care of clean uh feed all that stuff so it's just like Riley. Yeah. She might be a sugar yeah. glider. So you don't have to change your diapers. You just pull out the newspaper and put a new one in. <laughs> and she doesn't eat fruit because she's four months. So, so sugar gliders <laughs> better than Riley. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, but I might have to try and make that yes. trade. Where do you, like, I, uh, real mm-hmm. quick before we move on, where do you get a sugar glider? Like you, they don't sell them at that pet store, like right by whatever it's called, mm-hmm. um, Petco? Well, no. So like Petco, PetSmart don't because these are exotic pets. Um, they're not super expensive, but not like big box pet stores don't carry them. Also illegal in Pennsylvania, illegal to own or sell. So you would have to get them in Jersey. But there's a couple spots in Jersey that I found. So can I buy them in Jersey and bring it to Pennsylvania? Or well, are they completely illegal to, illegal own, to in own Pennsylvania? But I mean, nobody's right. calling okay. the Fish and Wildlife Administration on you like this guy's got sugar gliders. <laughs> the, I had some of my neighbors might <laughs> the game wardens bust in your house code 17 code 17 <laughs> yeah. blue go yeah where's yeah. that where's it where's the sugar Shotgun's glider like, I don't even know what that is like, <laughs> get yeah. off the gliders you gotta be yeah. honest Greg 
I got to be honest, Greg, you must be pretty desperate to be turning to uh, fans of the pod to bully your wife. So. Uh, no, it well, I'm not. Uh, she actually agreed the other day. I'm just putting it out in the world. Whoa. Yeah. So stay yeah. tuned. That's nice. Catherine, get yeah. Catherine will have to get carried out like Lisa Ann to leave in a Matt Rife show. Like, I, I didn't do I'm, I'm oh, innocent. Man. I'm innocent. <laughs> this is not Sorry, a bit. We just brought that up prior to the show. So I, <laughs> yeah, it's not a bit. It's, it's real. It. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. I guess with that being out of the way, let's uh, let's transition to some n- 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 news. That's right. Our man on the street, our roving reporter. You know, he's got all the hot scoops around Hollywood. We're talking about Chris Hanratty. Only the finest. It's only the best. It's only the best looking. Man on the street, Chris Hanratty. You have that timed up like oh, perfectly now. <laughs> you can tell though. Sometimes you rush yeah. at the end where you tell. I feel like you're going into something, and then like you just speed just, it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, thank like, you for let you in the vocals and just record it flat one day, <clears throat> so that way I don't have to keep repeating myself. <laughs> yeah, we do it live every week, folks. Yeah, you, just, you, you, you add, you add in a new <laughs> thing every week, a little bit. <laughs> So there's that. There's everyone. There's no script oh, no. for the show, so we should just go by. We should start. As I'm like, sure just, you can tell, we just wing it. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. We are all. Our, our next show is going to be called <laughs> Off the Rails. Oh. Ooh. Um. All right. So, uh, weekend box office number one was Argyle, which uh, made seventeen point seventeen million dollars. Uh, was its opening weekend. Number two was The Chosen. Uh, you know what? Uh, I think it's a TV gonna, series or something. Uh, yep, the chosen, just the chosen, um, season four, episodes one through three, just fathom mm. events, uh, was uh, open with five point nine million dollars. Uh, so that's Woo. great. Number three is the Beekeeper with five million. Uh, number four is Wonka with four million, and number five is Migration with four point one million. Uh, Wonka and Migration both crossed. Uh, Wonka crossed. 200 million domestic and um migration across 100 million domestic um which is insane because uh i didn't think any of these movies would make that amount of money especially this early in the year but um yeah i i didn't think there was a lot of tracking for these um but any of you guys check the chosen out i know um (laughs) throw that out there okay good we got that (laughs) cross that one out um, so Argyle, you guys, uh, did you check out Argyle? I, I did not. I have absolutely no interest in seeing Argyle. Um, no. I know it was spoiled. I know it was spoiled for people, uh, like two years ago. I forget. I think, uh, disgusting film announced. might have, might, might have spoiled it when they announced it. Yeah. Um, do you get, did you guys see it? I did. Yeah. So, um, Janet and I went on a little date night on Friday. We had some dinner. We saw Argyle. I absolutely loved it. Um, I think it was super entertaining, fun popcorn flick, uh, some romance, lots of action. Sam Rockwell is the man. You got Dua Lipa and Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm. Oh, man. Amazing. Uh, and I was not spoiled of the surprise. So I, uh, I was very thankful for that because I did not see it coming. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And uh, as far as the rest of the top five goes, Chosen, I saw that um, that listed, like Showtimes. I have no idea what that is. Um, oh. Weird state of affairs that the top five box office number two is a couple episodes of a TV show broadcast on the big screen. 
beekeeper no interest and wonka and migration hey thanks for playing like way to hang on i can't wait to see the the posters in a year's time where it was like migration 70 straight weeks on the box office so <laughs> wow. what a hater so man. I, I did really i did really quick I, i'm sorry this is you know i on me for not uh following up on what the chosen was about if you're not familiar and you're listening um the chosen is the first ever multi-season tv show about the life of jesus yeah that tracks so um not to not to denigrate yeah. but like so um, they're like <laughs> No, religious movies. That is that make that, money. Yes. So mm-hmm. have a following. Yes. Um, no pun intended. Um, but they 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 do it. They 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 usually clean up around this and and mm-hmm. and, uh, and Easter. There's usually that Easter um, like religious movie that that comes out and uh, yeah and kills it. So now it's the chosen. Um, Harry, did you see uh, Argyle or Chosen? Uh, I didn't see Chosen. Chosen head. Um, and. Uh, I did see no. I did see Beekeeper. Beekeeper is a solid time if you're uh, if you're into John Wick type movies. Um, kind of a poor man's John Wick, as I would describe it. And sometimes that's just good enough. Uh, it's an hour forty five compared to uh, as I'm calling it Mid Guile, um, which is two hours and like fifteen minutes. Uh, listen, uh, Greg hit on some of the highlight points. Um, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen Dua Lipa in this that is movie because there is nothing else with Dua Lipa in the movie. Um, Sam Rockwell absolutely crushes it. Um, but a lot of the writing for the movie leaves a lot to be desired. Um, stay through, uh, stay for the, uh, just after credit scene, uh, which kind of links some things together. And I'm sure if you want to just read more about it, you could, I don't want to spoil it for people. Um, and yeah, I thought, I thought our guy was fine. Uh, I gave it two and a half stars out of five. Uh, I think if you're, it had a lot of the red notice slash gray man vibes that we've talked about previously. Uh, this movie was produced by Apple. Um, so, uh, it definitely had some of the, uh, the visual effects from those two movies. Um, yeah, Greg bro, shaking it his hurt head my no, eyes to watch but, those uh, movies. This was fun. I had, I enjoyed myself. Well, I, we're not talking about if it's fun or not. I agree it was a lot more fun than those movies, but I'm talking about the visual effects from a TV studio um, or a studio like Netflix and Apple, which is notorious for not shooting on, you know, uh, on set on mm-hmm. on site uh, for where they're shooting their movies. Um, and well, that, that kind of. So stuff. here's the thing, too. Um, like the budget was yeah. 200 mil, which is crazy. That had that had to go yeah. to actor salaries right because it, it definitely didn't go to the cg i i was thinking of actor salaries it was yeah, listening oh, to music yeah, yeah, rights right. maybe too um and honestly honestly when we did red notice i think we talked about how much money that movie cost and i would assume it's the same like this is where i think for a studio like apple and this is this is a big difference that i was making about beekeeper is beekeeper has you know jeremy irons josh hutchinson and jason statham um, and besides that, there, there's uh, Felicia Rashad. <laughs> 75 um, stuntmen that get their nets But other broken. than that, there's <laughs> – yeah. And then with, with this movie, it has Brian Cranston as a uh, – sorry, with this movie, when I'm referring to it, I'm referring to Argyle. It has Dua Lipa show up. It has John Cena. It has uh, Henry Cavill. It has Sam Rockwell, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Catherine mm-hmm. O'Hare, Brian Cranston, um, Richard E. Grant. Um it also has what's that one comedian's name? He literally shows up for a scene. Um, who Shane is in, Gillis. 
No, the Deadpool. The guy who showed up in Deadpool and also showed up for a scene. Uh, I'm forgetting um, the comedian's name. uh, Anyway, um, I'll look it up. Um, Are you talking about the guy who played the guy Deadpool was like his friend who kept me died and then brought him back? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, No, no, no. Just the one, the one guy, the comedian who has like the one part where he like flies out of the plane and dies. That's Brad Pitt. No, there's an. I'll, I'll look him up. But anyway, so this one has a bunch of names. So like a lot of their salaries are going to it. Um, whereas with like Beekeeper, it probably had a little bit more it's production value budget. with shooting, you know, at a certain place or. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> great call. Great call. Um, yeah, I listen. I don't. I don't want to hate on Argyle because I was excited for it. Um, but it just wasn't. Uh, I wanted a little bit more from it. And sadly, uh, that did not uh, provide it for me. Uh, this this movie also has uh, Ariana DeBose um, in it as well. Uh, so it has like a huge cast list, but um, it lacks uh, a lot of heart, in my opinion. But I'm hey, nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Greg. So so Beekeeper is a poor man's John Wick. So it's <laughs> it's the transporter. Um, no, nah, I think it's, uh, I don't know, maybe the first transporter. I think we all agree. First transporter is all right. I but... love, I'm not, I'm not saying I, 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 yeah. I should say I, I'm, I'm not crapping. Rob, the, transporter. Uh, the, the comedian I couldn't think of was Rob Delaney. He's also in the that's movie it. for okay. one scene. I don't think um, I recognize so, him okay. in Just either a lot of, of waste <laughs> of a lot of people. <laughs> yep. So there you go. Is he, oh, um, so is he, he's a Deadpool when he's like flying out. They're all like. All the team members die, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So well, cool. um, he pretty right. much has the same same role in Argyle. So uh, a little disappointed <laughs> okay. in it. A little, a little higher on Beekeeper. I'm not much higher. I gave that three out of five stars. Um, but, you know, we're, we're in the – we're in Dumpuary. So, I mean, obviously, we're just going to get the carry on from kids' movies from Christmas. Um, the surprise of Chosen. I think the only thing we're missing is is – like the only difference with this box office is – from last year you could say is that obviously the Christmas movies aren't making as much or having as long of a shelf life in a positive direction. The other thing is, is that you're probably missing one or two more surprises, maybe a horror movie that would have lingered. Um, but yeah, I mean, Argyle also opening to 18 million isn't, uh, isn't great. So, Hey, maybe the international audience will, will carry, but I uh, didn't know this movie was produced, as I mentioned a little bit earlier by Apple, which I think uh, only uh, disappointed me. Um, and hey, look forward to streaming it on Apple. Uh, I guess in a couple weeks if you have the subscription service. So, uh, and and just you don't have to go into the actual spoiler, but whatever discussing film or whoever it was released two years ago is that the ending to this? You can spoil it for me. Oh, you, that's not the yes ending. No. That, that that no no. That, there's actually there's so many twists and turns in this movie that I think uh, finding that tweet if you find it. Um, wasn't like the problem I had with the movie. Uh, okay. Like that, that kind of happens, and there's still an hour left. So, if hour. that's what you were looking forward to of figuring out who Argyle is, um, cat, but is yeah, listen, you got to watch to find out, my friend. Um, hey, you got an Apple subscription? Don't worry, it'll come. I, know, it'll come I gotta wait. Soon. I'm patiently um, waiting. He's got it circled Argyle on the calendar. Argyle. Argyle. So, no, there's a uh, yeah. I would say there's there's a there's a Marvel type uh, Marvel type uh, ending here, um, and uh, yeah, I mean whatever. So we'll okay. see. All right, great. 
All right. So moving on, uh, sad news in Hollywood. Uh, Carl Weathers, who's famously known as Apollo Creed in the Rocky series and Chubbs in Happy Gilmore, uh, passed away mm. on, I believe it was Friday the 1st, um, Thursday or Friday. Uh, he was 76 years old, died of natural causes. Um, kind of a shock because uh, this this tends I, – I, I'm a, a, in a very big um, – What's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, conspiracy that celebrities oh, die in threes. No. Um, so we have the, and it's uh, this happened. It's uh, not Keith, Keith Urban, Urban today. I was it's like Carl. Toby, it's right, Toby real Keith. Quick. Keith Urban not did. Keith, act, Urban. Keith Urban did. <laughs> Toby Keith. Wow. Mr. TMZ. I don't know. Toby Keith. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Keith Falsely Urban. reporting. Please. And Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah, please. Sorry, sorry. please keep sorry. listening, Keith Urban. I have Toby Keith written down, but maybe if they didn't have Toby Keith, Keith, and Keith is his Urban middle name. It's Toby and everything. Keith Urban. So um, I honestly. <laughs> Toby Keith. <laughs> so Toby Keith, I thought it was Keith Urban when I read oh, it really Jesus. quick, and I thought I read it as Carl Urban, um, which none of those two names Again, show folks, up, not and I almost had a heart attack. Um, so yeah, not scripted. Uh, but no, but it, it is sad with Carl Weathers. I know he's a, he was a beloved actor in um, in Hollywood. Uh, a lot of tributes came out from, um, you know, most, most notable right now it was um, Adam Sandler and Sylvester Stallone, who... Uh, kind of put his name on the map with Rocky. Um, we got him for four movies. Um, but, you know, he also did some, I, I, I did not know this actually before um, he passed was that he was actually a football player that went into, um, went into acting. Um, but yeah, it's sad news. Um, I, out of the Rocky movies, Apollo is probably my favorite character. Um, outside of I, and I, I i like him more than rocky um and without you know without creed i think if it if it didn't work with him we wouldn't have gotten the excellent creed series that we have now um but it just you know a lot of people came out and and just not really a bad thing to say um also mandalorian i completely forgot about that that he was involved with star wars um but you know he was always showed up in these in these in these projects where it was always a delight to see him but um pretty sad news uh you know i it did definitely come out of, come as a shock but um you know any thoughts yeah of, definitely thoughts a bummer guys, i was really shocked and saddened when i saw the news i didn't i didn't think i realized his age although it makes sense but also <clears throat> i don't know we see celebrities so often in the spotlight and you know 24 hour news cycles social media like it they're all over the place so when you see that they have been battling an illness and then they pass or i should say they pass suddenly and you know you weren't aware of anything going on it's like oh man that it just it's like out of nowhere so um definitely definitely bummed by that it's a it's a great loss for sure carl weathers lots of indelible characters like you said uh apollo just tremendous um you know a lot of times when you have antagonists in films they tend to be at least more in the modern era anyway they tend to be like basically similar to a hero but uh or similar to the protagonist but with like a slight twist on them just to to make them you know evil or whatever but um Apollo was just the complete opposite end of the spectrum of Rocky. Uh, they shared, you know, heart um, and kind of that that will. Although Rocky bests him eventually, spoilers. Um, but uh, but you couldn't have two 
more drastically different characters. And that's part of why the movie works so well, because uh, Rocky's got a great foil in Apollo Creed. And also Apollo Creed is, you know, that that guy who thinks Rocky's just a joke. And um, and Carl Weathers plays it off brilliantly, brilliantly. Um, it's rolling Predator. Fantastic. Uh, Arrested Development absolutely loved him in that. Um, yeah, playing himself. And yes. so yep. the interesting <laughs> thing, himself. I think it was uh, <laughs> Greg Hurwitz or Mitch Hurwitz. I forget his name, but one of the the writers slash creators of the show. He did um, an interview recently after the news about Carl Weathers had passed, and and he said that um, they had initially wanted to bring in Carl Weathers and do like a a riff on like he would still play himself but do a riff on um uh apollo and have like he and david cross's character you know running across the beach like like apollo and rocky did in rocky three and carl weathers was like hey man if you're gonna bring me on like don't don't just do like an apollo ripoff he's like let's do something different and he was the one that suggested making his character like super cheap and I just, I absolutely love that. I love, I love that he brought that to the table and that that is the idea that came forth. Like, oh man, it was so, so perfect. And even more recently, um, you know, his, his roles uh, or his role as Grief Karga in The Mandalorian, just absolutely great to see him. Um, you know, is it, is it any super heavy lifting required on his part you know in in terms of range no but that's okay like it's a nice it's a nice feeling to see him he plays a, a cool role and he directed some of the episodes of the series which uh which were pretty good so yeah it's just uh it's gonna be a bummer not having him around for sure hair Yeah, I mean, well said uh, by both you guys. Um, I mean, even I was going to say, the I think it's the, <laughs> the commercials for the Kick of Destiny, the gambling commercials, but like even having Carl like just even be working uh, up until, you know, now uh, doing that. Um, interesting um, for me, uh, Thursday, I guess the news broke Friday, um, Thursday night, I went to go uh, shout out the Rewatchables uh, podcast uh, by The Ringer. Um, and I went to a live taping and they were doing Creed, um, on that night before. And I, I don't want to, you know, it wasn't like Carl Weathers had come up a ton. Um, but it was, it was, he was definitely talked about. Um, and it was, so, it was just uh, a little surreal to see the news the next day and just be like, we were just, you know, talking about him and Rocky and his role in Rocky and how that kind of, you know, spawned on you know other uh you know sequels and other movies um so it was just uh it was really weird um i guess best way to put it um but just wanted to share that and i mean he'll live he'll live forever with the meme culture mm, with uh you know it. that handshake with him and arnold and <laughs> in, in predator uh dylan um so there's a there's a you know and, and i mean being a part of the rocky franchise i know i'm not a huge rocky guy but there's there's no doubt that you know, I think for me, I think Apollo kind of steals, um, you know, some of the spotlight with him just being uh, the man, I guess you would say. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a shame and a shame to see what he could do in his later years. But, it's kind of you know, interesting, um, too, like talking to, about to Creed, away. that his character, Apollo Creed, looms so large and leaves such an impression that it could spawn, you know, yeah. a spinoff series 
without him ever actually appearing in it. Like his character's dead, but like he drives yeah. the the motivation for his son, Michael B. Jordan. And it just uh even though Carl Weathers himself is not in it, at least in, in new footage, um, the presence really pushes the narrative forward. <clears throat> yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Well, R.I.P. Carl. Um, all right. So uh, a couple things that just got announced within the past few days. Um, so with Super Bowl coming up, there's a few studios that are actually are not going to be showing any new new Super Bowl commercials as of right now. Um, some no shows are going to be Warner Brothers, Sony, Netflix, and Amazon. Uh, kind of shocking from four of those channels because. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Sony. I don't. I don't know what they're going to release right now. <laughs> you know, Madam Web comes out soon, so maybe we'll get a new mm-hmm. trailer. We would have gotten a new trailer for that. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of crazy because a lot of um, a lot of people, at least for myself, in, in these kind of games where um, I will watch Super Bowl for a few things, it's probably get wings or something, and for commercials um, and mainly movie ads or movie trailers. Um, Super Bowl is kind of the big place for them. A couple of years ago. When Eagles won Super Bowl, we got the Endgame trailer, which was phenomenal, um, and it still holds up. But um, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy because as of right now, the only thing I think it's not even officially released or confirmed is that we're getting a Deadpool three trailer for the Super Bowl. But no, I don't think Disney ever came out and said that's the case. I think it's just a lot of people assuming, and it, the timing matches up. But yeah, with with some of those studios, I mean, Netflix still has a few things that a few things in the pipeline that are coming coming up uh, and the fact that they're not dropping money towards advertising kind of a bummer because um I, I you know I, we are a disney household and i i will watch disney trailers but i like to see some variety um but i don't know i, I, I and also with warner brothers i was hoping maybe we get a little little dune 2 maybe final we'll get trailer aquaman 2.5 you know, we still probably could but uh not super yeah. bowl <laughs> The Wanverse, the director's yeah. cut. James, did, I don't even know who did. Did James Wan direct that? The Wanverse, yeah, the Wan cut or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, I, I actually watched the ending to that movie the other day. Um, so uh, I just wanted to see how it ends. It's not great. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I, I, I know, like Harry, had, I mean, uh, Harry had mentioned uh, just our interest in the Super Bowl isn't that high. But Harry, going to you, are you kind of with some of these studios dropping off? Are you excited at all to watch any of the commercials? I mean, you can see some some beer commercials and some other ones, but uh, and some truck yeah. commercials. But outside of that, yeah, I mean, I think you know, as my life re- revolves around entertainment a lot, sadly, um, you know, it is a bit of a bummer. I mean, the Netflix and Amazon thing makes sense because I feel as though they're in the business of like we could you know, post this a month before it comes out a week before it comes out. Um, and unless they had a property that they acquired, like, let's say it was, you know, a James Bond movie or a series that they were dropping. I think it would make sense in this aspect to have that high premium spot to get eyeballs. But I think Amazon and Netflix are their own marketing machines that they don't need this. And maybe that'll maybe say a little bit about some of their content, um, as well coming out. Um, Warner Brothers, I feel as though they know Dune is going to rake in the dough and will probably uh, own March, um, for lack of a better term. So I, I don't think they, they need it. Would it be cool to see? Sure. But I'm also a guy when it's like when I've seen the first trailer, I don't need you 
you know, leak in some, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves is, you know, when I go see a movie and it's like, oh, here comes the the final big set piece. And I've already watched a quarter of this in the trailer. Um, and then Sony uh, as well. Um, I don't know what they have up their pipeline. They might be the only unknown for me, but um, you know, Warner Brothers is in this weird point as well where their their focus is, is so strange when it comes to entertainment, especially, you know, we've talked about it before with Max um, and the plans there. Um, yeah, Sony's the only wild card I, I can't really speak to, but I mean, Madam Web's coming out and, you know, the movie slate this Craven. year. And, listen, yeah. Well, I mean, huh, the the movie slate <laughs> this year is so light as far as I would say blockbusters or surefire hits that will do, you know, it, it could be a tough year where I, you know, I'd be interested to see how many films make over a billion dollars. So, um, yeah, from that aspect, I'll throw it yeah, over to you, Papa, um, to get some of your thoughts on So on this. it's interesting because most of the time I feel like I miss the movie trailer stuff and I end up having to go and watch it on YouTube after the big game. Um, and also that way I can pay more attention to it and, and focus more clearly as opposed to, you know, just being hyped up about whatever stimulus overload is going on, whether it's wings of the game or whatever. Um, but I will say also that even though I typically miss them, it is, it feels a little weird for these studios to not have a presence. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it's exorbitant money being paid for for marketing during the Super Bowl, but it's also it also kind of feels a little bit like the end of an era. And I swear to God, if these spots are just filled up with more cryptocurrency commercials, I'm gonna jump off a bridge, dude. I can't live in this world. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come on, man, you're invested. <laughs> No, I, I think the feel for that, that that I heard the feel for that uh, and the interest in uh <laughs> in that form of fake currency has uh, yeah. dropped. Uh, sorry, anyone who's listening, if you're in, involved in crypto, uh, sorry, your fifty you know, million you're, you're NFT better off, is now you know, worth five dollars. Spending monopoly money, it, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After it's been pirated, um, yeah, if that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I found an I found so, a nickel on my so desk. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I worry with what commercials will take its spot. Um, kind of unrelated. I uh, I I don't yeah. know if you guys watched it. I know I posted yep. in the group chat, but that Paramount Plus um, ad for the Super Bowl was released already, and I think that was fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. And Hey Arnold, yes. Uh, oh, so there was yeah, that, and, and then and, uh, uh, and hey yeah. As far yeah. as like movies. <laughs> With trailers, yeah. Deadpool 3 is the, the big one I'm looking forward to. Uh, with Warner Brothers not being there, disappointing, because then I have to wait a little longer for Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Uh, I know it's not, uh, it doesn't have a release till September, but that's, I think that's one of the big ones on their docket this year. And hey, yeah, like you said, Dune 2, like, I, just give me like a, a 15 second spot yeah. where it's like, yeah. Paul Trades riding the worm, looks directly in the camera, says, how you doing? You know? Yeah. I don't think it's worth the money. <laughs> yes. Jeez. Louise. Make sure to include the Dune 2 popcorn bucket. I, I, I will say one mm -hmm. surprise that I did note looking at Sony's, yeah. like, I guess, coming soon slate is uh, Ghostbusters. I, I think that would maybe benefit from uh, a they, Super Bowl commercial. But they I know dropped a lot of two people trailers already for it, fans, so I don't so. know. If, if they had held off and decided to do the second trailer at the Super yeah. Bowl, I could see that, but... If they're, yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't work now. 
Okay. Yeah. Did you guys see uh, Josh Brolin came out and said he's no, he's not using the Dune 2 popcorn bucket. Um, and he said he'll see staying yeah. far away from it. So that's news. They're already uh, selling it at AMC. I was there on Saturday. How, I was going to buy that? every penny. That's I don't know. I was, I was about to buy it. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what we're talking about here. Um, it's funny because um, I guess they interviewed Brolin and then they interviewed Batista. And he had a very different. He's like, I'll do anything. To that. He's like, his, his exact words were, "I'm all about that bucket." So I was like, "All right, well, there well. you go, <laughs> cool, all right." Um, and then last, another thing that just came through with the news. Uh, looks like there's a few studios that are joining together for a um, a new sports channel. That's you know another thing you have to stream. Uh, was it uh, Disney and uh, Warner Discovery? And um, sorry, uh, Turner was the other was the um, the three companies that are joining together to make a streaming sports channel, which is something that we need is another channel, which we are just eventually one step closer to just becoming cable, um, which I, I, I mean, it, it's kind of a cool concept because, you know, TNT, you get some of that with a lot of the NBA, um, Disney and ESPN. Um, I know they're starting to amp like kind of show more. Outside of, I guess, I don't want to say stuff you'd find on the Ocho, but more, um, you know, more, I guess, a variety of sports and, and levels of sports. Yeah, especially um, with ESPN Plus. Yeah, I, I apparently I, I had, and I don't, I think we canceled it. I didn't, even, I had it for like three years. Um, well, you get it so through that, uh, Disney, like, so you're good. I know. It was actually, can- it was cheaper to cancel. I was like, all right, good, I'm out. Um, and then, but yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I know Greg, you had mentioned this before the show, which is, it's kind of cool. So just to see where it goes, uh, you know, the one thing that worries me is the price because, uh, I, I don't know how many streaming service services that I'm currently paying for. Uh, I know one Harry is, is, has let me his login information. So thank you for that one. Well, um, but, uh, outside of that, it's like, I, it's just another service that we're going to need. Um, but hopefully my, my biggest fear is, uh, that they don't move and do what they did with the chiefs game and put it on peacock where you have to subscribe to this to watch certain content um and they keep it they will more i know which scares me because you know i'm not paying i'm not Why paying not? 30 bucks a month to watch like bull riding on like a wednesday uh mm. yeah like I, I i mean yeah i guess this could be very um, interesting I don't know, thoughts we are definitely nearing the singularity where everything implodes and we just go back to cable because the weight of so many streaming services just cannibalize each other and you know cause an explosion but um i could i could get behind this but it's all going to depend on price and content because number one i'm not doing like 20 bucks or more for another streaming service like it's got to be priced competitively and number two what's going to be on there like if this is i've already got sports on like hulu peacock paramount plus like all these different services. So what are, are we talking like exclusively MLB? What's going on with their streaming service exclusively NBA? Like what's going on with theirs? Like sports, especially the four major sports in the U S like their rights are tied up. So weirdly, like it's like a, a giant, not jumble. And if like, if this app can come across and cut through all of that and just include it all awesome. But I don't think that's going to be the case, and so I don't think this is going to be worth it. It's a very intriguing idea, but um, yeah, we'll have to see what's on there. Eric? 
Yeah, I mean, well, well said there, Greg. I, I, I know Netflix has really gotten in the game. You know, they they just uh, made mm-hmm. a deal with WWE um, for Raw, and I think they're doing F one. Um, and I know Amazon's kind of been a player, you know, with getting some football games, um, you know, on Thursday night and stuff like that. So I think this is their way of countering that. ESPN has been known uh, recently to, you know, uh, one of the big things about ESPN Plus is they just kind of filter in all the extra stuff, like you mentioned about bull riding, bull riding and, and other stuff. But, yeah, I mean, listen, if uh, if Liverpool plays their games on this service, I will be watching. Um so uh, that that's pretty much it for me there. You know, if other than that, I don't think this will be a service I'll get um, unless, uh, yeah, the Eagles or the Phillies or the Sixers or Liverpool, you know, especially are on it. Um, if not, then I won't be won't be paying. But uh, honestly, I you know, as much as uh, cable, you know, we all rejoiced when. You know, many different streaming services took its place, the power of Netflix and all that stuff. Kind of honestly would be happy to go back to, uh, you know, more simplified, less, you know, content game where, you know, I'm talking about, you know, a show, um, you know, like True Detective, Night Country. And it's like, you got HBO or you got Max? Okay, well, you don't have Max. Well, then don't worry about it. Hey, you're watching the new Mr. and Mrs. Smith show on, I think it's on Amazon, if I'm not mistaken. And it's like, you know, don't have that. So, you know, like I, I, I would, you know, Let's have it where it's just like, hey, you know, we all open up the same, you know, thing, you know, cable and say, hey, Friday night, you know, this is what's playing Sunday night. This is what's playing. So I wouldn't mind a little bit of that, of that eventizing, you know, with shows. Um, Geez, it would help us, you know, simplify a little bit more um, because, you know, the amount of choices that we have just becomes the game of like, hey, you know, and and the way things populate. I talked about it earlier with Netflix. Sorry to go on a little bit of a rant, but. Um, you know, about the way they just will drop things on their platform on Fridays or, you know, whatever day. And then all of a sudden it's gone within two weeks. And you're like, what happened to that? My, my, you know, we're a new season of my show that's predominantly on Netflix dropped. And I didn't even know, you know. Um, so, so yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy sometimes. But, yeah, I mean, hey, let's, uh, you know, I hope there's more, you know, joint efforts. You know, I wouldn't mind, you know, instead of paying $40 for two streaming services, I wouldn't mind paying $30 for two of them to combine, um, you know, in regards to that. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Time will tell. But yeah, unless it's Liverpool, you know, doubtful, I will be buying. Highly Should doubtful. Do what, do what I do and when you go on ESPN.com and then do the game cast and it just tells you. You don't have to buy anything. It just tells nah, you, like, can't Joel Embiid well, defensive rebound, but you don't see. It. Nah. Just if ESPN's going to be included gotta in watch, this, or if they're watch. getting involved, then just I better the score, darn the well have my July Fourth uh, hot dog eating competition at Nathan's, so I can see Joey Chestnut wreck a bunch of scumbags and eat eighty-seven hot go. dogs in like five minutes. Give me it. <laughs> I know. Oh, I love it, dude. I watch it every that's year. Still so interesting to study at the. That still disgusts me. Like that. That just. I, I mean, I know. And like, I, I, I it's one of those like an event, it's a, it's a, it's a train wreck every year. Watching, Eric like, Badland gets on and drinks like but... two gallons of lemonade in five seconds, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love it. <laughs> Is it. The lemonade, the lemonade guy. Yeah. <laughs> love, dude. I can't drink a glass of lemonade without making All a right. face like, oh, that's <laughs> it for the news. Oh, gross. All right. Sure. We'll wrap it up. 
Oh, I had a, I had, I had one more point about the news that I forgot to mention, just because me and Greg were were kind of battling. Um, Today's your ever, last show. Yeah, the ever reliable Rotten Tomatoes scores. Um, Argyle uh, critic score thirty four percent, audience score seventy one percent. Beekeeper uh, critic score seventy percent, audience score ninety two percent. Sure. So you know, Great. just uh, put nice. that feather in your your cap there, Papa. Okay. Just yes, wanted to circle back and share the ever reliable Rotten Tomatoes for when you want to make your opinion uh, valid for you. So, what did, Ro- what, what did Rotten Tomatoes give Paddington? Which one? Number one, 97% on critics. Yep. So. All right. Well, that I'm not taking that. <laughs> All right. Well, What's that the, what was the uncle's name? You, can, you can be an idiot. That's crushed. fine. Don't worry about it. Sorry. Right. 97% about a bear that eats marmalade. Great. Uh, we're not doing this. We're not doing this again. I don't want. I don't want my feelings to be hurt again. Yeah. Well, yeah what was his name? What was the uncle's uh, name? Look at this guy, big Paddington Mar- fan. This guy is. I feel like being an doesn't M. even know no, the lore. No, no, no. Uh, well, uh, uncle, uh, bottom of a pile of trees. True. Uncle, true. No. uncle, under the uncle, bus, I roll. Uncle, uh, yeah, yeah, Patrizio? uncle bottom. Of, Patrizio, yeah. On to the Patrizio, main Whatever. Who cares? So, as you guys know, this is February, the second month of the year. Just... So we thought, hey, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk sequels. Just your calendar out. Uh, so we <laughs> picked some of our favorite <laughs> movies, and specifically uh, second movies in a series. So these are the first sequel. Uh, the sequel to the original movie, and there are number twos. So we'll do the usual deal. We're going to run down our honorable mentions, and we'll get to our top fives or our fave fives. Uh, I will kick it off, boys, if you don't mind. And my honorable mentions, thank you, thank you. My honorable mentions are Ghostbusters 2 Go right uh, from 1989, directed by Ivan Reitman. Uh, starring Bill Murray, Sigourney Weaver, Dan Aykroyd, and Harold Ramis. So Ghostbusters 2 gets a lot of hate. Um, Look, I will concede the point that it is not super original. It's very um, derivative of the first movie, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Um, it's It's a fun movie, and it's definitely got some things that set it apart, uh, but really, really enjoy this, and I, uh, I feel like it's a fun addition to the franchise. So stop the Ghostbusters 2 hate. Uh, I also have Too Fast, Too Furious from 2003. Directed by John Singleton, starring Paul Walker, Tyrese Gibson, Eva Mendez, and Ludacris. And I know we went into depth on this in our ranking the Fast franchise movies. Look, Too Fast, Too Furious, super cheesy. And I'm all about it, dude. That setting uh, in in Miami and uh, just the absolute um, uh, brightness of everything. It's very like neon and, and hot flashy colors, you know, buff dudes and, and hot chicks and all of this stuff. Like it's a whole vibe. And yes, while it is cheesy and it uh, it introduced us to Tyrese Gibson in, in the Fast franchise. Um, it's a lot of fun. I would say maybe one of the most fun in the series. 
Uh, I also have Hellblade 2, The Golden Army from 2008, directed by Guillermo del Toro, starring Ron Perlman, Selma Blair, Doug Jones, and John Hurt. And it's interesting because the Hellboy franchise, at least the, the Guillermo del Toro series, um, it gets a lot of love. And the first Hellboy movie, I'm not super into. Like, I think it's an okay movie. But the second one, The Golden Army, is just fantastic. And I recently rewatched it. Still holds up very well. Um, really solid CG characters that are offbeat, but you care about them. Uh, great effects work and makeup and prosthetics and a, a pretty kick-butt story um, with a, uh, a very cool villain, very fantasy flavor to the film. So it's interesting because, you know, a lot of comic book movies are in the discussion now where it's like, oh, this is the greatest, this is the greatest. And I'm not going to say Hellboy 2 is the greatest comic book movie, but um, it's definitely a top-tier comic book movie, and I feel like it doesn't get talked about nearly enough. But it's on my list for honorable mentions. Uh, next up, we have The Conjuring 2 from 2016, uh, directed by James Wan, starring Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. This film, for me, mm, might be on the same level as The Conjuring, which I think is one of the best horror movies in the last 20 years. Um, Conjuring 2, absolutely fantastic. Uh, different type of story from the first one. You've got uh, um, a new setting over in England. Uh, the Crooked Man and the Nun were both terrifying creatures in this, and uh, very cool to see. And also interesting that um, this took a very uh, it not that it took a skeptic tone, but like the the whole point of the or not the point of the film, but uh, throughout the film, they're they're trying to prove these these people, this family wrong. And uh, there's just some stuff that's pretty unexplainable. So uh, very creepy and a very awesome sequel. And then my last choice is Deadpool two from 2018 directed by David Leitch and starring Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin, Marina Baccarin and Julian Dennison. Uh, man, <laughs> what can I say? Maximum effort. Uh, I know not everybody is a fan of, ryan reynolds or even the deadpool movies but um i think ryan reynolds yeah as harry raises his hand um ryan reynolds can definitely be hit or miss but he is always hit as deadpool like that's the role he was born for and uh he he portrays it so well and um this film with the addition of cable um getting to see you know more of colossus and juggernaut in action absolutely fantastic like this is the juggernaut that we always wanted um getting to see x-force unfortunately befall their fates and uh, uh getting to see domino there's a lot of great stuff in here and um i think as awesome as the first one was the second one just took it and, and cranked it up even a couple more notches so uh i should have started with this uh by prefacing this but while it wasn't a rule uh, for you guys, I specifically wanted to challenge myself by including only movies that were sequels, the second in the franchise, but with the number two in the title. So all of my films will be two or part two, um, as opposed to just being a sequel without a number. Yes. Yes. Uh, so those are my honorable mentions. Do your wow. worst. Wow. <laughs> what an overachiever. Harry. 
I know these are not your favorite. Yeah. Oh, you started with me. Perfect. Wow. Yeah, no. Um, listen, uh, real quick. Uh, never really seen, never seen the Hellboy series. Um, so that's like a hole in my uh, nerd armor, I hey. guess. Um, Conjuring Two, uh, one of the first, definitely the first movie I ever saw in Dolby, uh, in a Dolby cinema. So that definitely added to the spooky element. Um, and yeah, the Conjuring series is great, and I think Two is is a step above One. Um, so great call there. Um, too Fast, Too Furious, listen, um, the further we get along with the Fast franchise, the higher I think Too Fast, Too Furious uh, <laughs> continues to climb um, because uh, the the movies just keep getting worse. It uh, is. Spoiler alert. Um, and then Ghostbusters 2, is this the one with the baby and the the guy? Sorry, I think I saw Ghostbusters 2 before Vigo. I saw Ghostbusters. Yeah, sure. Um, Vigo I, the I don't, Carpathian. Yeah. Listen, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Ghostbusters guy, but you know, they're they're they are what they are. Um and Deadpool 2. Um really disappointed with Deadpool 2. Uh not really looking forward to Deadpool 3. Uh, obviously I'll be there opening night with you guys um as you guys are laughing your heads Sorry, off to enjoy quality content instead of subpar Deadpool deeper. jokes and and <laughs> gimmicks. Um and it'll be a good time. Uh well well hold on hold on a second here uh breaking mm. news uh as I as I pull it up here uh Rotten Tomatoes ever uh faithful mm. ever true okay. uh Deadpool two eighty four percent critic score Deadpool eighty five percent critic score uh audience um, score mean, for Deadpool ninety you percent know. <laughs> Deadpool two eighty five percent so obviously not as loved as the original um which I would agree so yeah well yeah so. So I don't know, man. You gotta you gotta pick movies that are better than the original, um, in my opinion. And you pick what are your thoughts on Deadpool? So (laughs) you know, four out of five ain't bad. Four out of five ain't bad. All right. Um so yeah, Ghostbusters two, I I will say uh I think I actually watched Ghostbusters two before I watched Ghostbusters one as a child. So to me, uh in my childhood days, this is Ghostbusters one. Um so it doesn't count. Uh just kidding. Uh, no, I, I do like Ghostbusters 2. It does have a different feel than the first one. Um, I, I feel like this is more – I feel like there's scarier images in this one than there are – like with yeah, the no painting sh- coming to life. It's more horror-esque and, and when uh, – mm-hmm. I can't oh, remember yeah. the, the, the eyes, curator. Yeah. What's his name? Um, yeah. Janosch when he's like – when he's floating away and he steals the baby. and It's terrifying, yeah. yeah. Um, I, and cool. it's definitely a different tone than the first one, but um, I do enjoy it. I mean, all the original cast is back. Uh, Rick Moranis is back. Rick Moranis, he finally becomes a Ghostbuster. Dude's the man. Um, Get it so, right. <laughs> uh, Lewis. Um, Fast and Furious, too, too Fast, I'm sorry, Too Fast, Too Furious, as it's, as, as it's called. Um, I've only ever seen this Gotta once, eat, huh? and it was on a date in when it came out in theaters. Um, I don't remember too much about it. Just that, uh, yes. Yes. A long time, 20 years ago. It's insane. Um, so all I know is that Vin Diesel, I remember Vin Diesel is not in this because he returns at the end of Tokyo Drift. Tyrese is in this. Yes. Um, but this is more of yeah. a grounded Fast and Furious, I believe. Like it's, yeah, it's we're still it's, doing it's, pink slips. We deal with car racing or uh, for Fast and Furious, it's more of a realistic. Um, back when the cars mattered. Back when Back when, before they, they, you know, they were still doing racing and not, yeah, pink slips (laughs) and not, they were stealing DVD players and not, uh, uh, 
de- deterring, deterring a, uh, a, a, yeah, a missile on ice in the Antarctic um, and all that crazy <laughs> stuff. Sorry. Just going yeah. off. Having a seizure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it just I it's it's still not believable. I feel like I dream stuff that happened. Like usually, if I'm like, did that happen in a Fast and Furious movie, or did I dream it? It it, it happened. Um, I don't know if I saw the last one that just came out. I'm not sure. They, they all blend together. Um, Hellboy Two Golden Army, which is I remember when this coming out. I was very excited to see it because um I jumped on Hellboy One after I saw Hellboy. The first Hellboy when I was in college, and I like one of my friends showed it to me, and it kind of hooked me. So I was really excited for Golden Army. I, I, I was another one I only saw once, and I remember enjoying it, but I don't remember it too much. Um, I did uh, enjoy the Hellboy even. movies, I like um, but three, I don't dude. like the one with um, David Harbour that came out <laughs> like six yeah. years ago or seven years ago. I thought that was yeah, oh, yeah, one and done. Yeah, all right. Well, it felt like a long time ago, um, and they only did one of them, right? I think they that was a one and done. Um, yeah. So, um, and Guillermo del Toro, he was still new on my radar, and I think he was new on pretty much everyone's radar, like the general public. Um, but I just I liked how he how you know I liked the the character creation. A lot of it's, um, you know, there's no there's some CGI that you have to with some of the stuff they're doing, but the character design is all you know realistic, and it's 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 you know really good. Um, Conjuring two, I've never seen it, so I can't, uh, I cannot comment on that. So Thank I'll you. skip that one. Thank you. Ken. And Deadpool two, um, Harry, you're wrong. Deadpool two is a is a delight. Uh, it is. It's that's. Excuse sorry. me, that's not what the Rotten Tomato scores say. They're uh, they're higher uh, for the original than, than the. Excuse sequel. me, it's Darkest Rotten Tomato said that a dumb bear that speaks uh, has a British accent for Peru is ninety seven percent, but it's really not. <laughs> My voice changed. Went from nerdy. It went from like nerdy, nerdy voice to like high school bully in in a second when I was going through my bad. I can't, I can't believe you're you're like <laughs> what you're championing. Championing is like hating on Paddington. That might be the most insane take I've ever seen, but it's fine. I'm not hating on Paddington. Okay. I'm giving it the love that it deserves, which is <laughs> subpar love. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not, is I Catherine won't, holding I, a gun to your head? Can you not speak poorly about like <laughs> or highly about non Disney related movies? Are no, you okay? I just bark twice if, you, oh, if you're if you're safe. <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, no, I I I um. I, I think I'll I'll watch ten Deadpool movies. I don't I don't really care. Um, they're they're all great. The second one I think which um. Dives a little bit more in the connection with the X Men, and you know we have Juggernaut in it, which is great. Cable, I, I think, just bringing in um, uh, Josh Brolin as Cable um, when he just played Thanos in um, in in Infinity War is great. Um, it had a lot of like everyone in that movie just killed it, and and it's not it, it's self aware. It's not supposed to take this like this movie's not winning awards. I don't I don't most of the movies now that I watch I don't watch award type movies now i like i need to be entertained and i i think i this is this is perfect for me it's superheroes ryan reynolds who i'm i under his his shtick is kind of run out for me but in this role he's perfect for it like he was people wanted him as deadpool for years they wanted this deadpool when that x-men origins movie come out with wolverine and he played i a version of deadpool i guess i don't know 
I don't know, fake pool, whatever that was. It was poop pool. Um, but um, but yeah, but the but when they released that test footage of him and before it was incredible. Harry, I'm sorry, I I don't I I'm I'm I, I like become. I don't. Like I, I'm just saying. Too. I like. What it's I, I you know what honestly it's 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 the it's same the thing. Same, is that what it's the say? same movie. It's mm-hmm. the same movie. And guess what? They're both great. I'm sure Paddington Two is just like Paddington One. All right. Let, uh, let yeah, but know. both of What's those are great. Deadpool, Obviously, but both Deadpool's are great too. <laughs> Whatever. Also, Deadpool or Paddington? Yes. You know they should they should put the Paddington, Paddington in universe. Deadpool Three, and I will, and then I will revisit all the Paddington movies and be like, you know what? Harry might have been on there this. You one. Go. Um, I will say, hands as you said, you're looking for more just entertaining <laughs> movies. I got a movie for you, Beekeeper. Check it out. It's better than our guy. I've seen it. Right. I've, seen, uh, hey, I've already seen Transporter 1 through 3. <laughs> nah, I'm telling you, man. Check it out. You'll be highly entertained. Promise you. I'm sorry. All right. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, so first I have up uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Came out in 2002. Directed by Christopher, Chris, not Christopher Columbus. Chris Columbus. Uh, starring Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, and Emma Watson. This is the second movie in the Harry Potter series. Um I came onto the Harry Potter train late. Um, I know. The I think Hogwarts Harry actually. Or... <laughs> yeah, I jumped on that the Hogwarts Express the a little late. Um, <laughs> you know, I I I think Harry actually got me into Harry Potter by lending me some of the books or a couple of the books. No, you're welcome. Um, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, I was told when because I was working at a movie theater at the time, a lot of people thought I looked like Harry Potter. Um, so uh, that kind of steered me away. But on this note, Chamber of Secrets, I think it's a, a greater improvement on the story on number one. Great visuals. Harry Potter's a, a very visual series. Um, I think it's it, it's great. It, it starts ramping up the story um, with some more involvement with Voldemort um, and just some of the stuff that kind of takes place lo- further into the series. Um, it was on over the weekend. I watched it. I loved it. Um, and so thanks for that, Harry. I will give you credit for my uh, Harry Potter. No problem. Anytime. I'll buy sure. you some Paddington books. <laughs> All right, um, you know, that's not going to work. Uh, next is Star Trek Into Darkness from 2013, directed by J.J. Abrams, starring Chris, Pry- Chris Pine, Zachary Quint- Quinto, and despite my thoughts, um, Carl Urban, Whoa. who is not dead, um, is in this movie. Um, sorry, sorry, Carl, if you're listening, I, I apologize. It mixed you up with, with Keith Urban, who I then mixed up with Toby Keith. Um, this is a sequel, and I, I have a feeling I, I kind of want to bring this up in a little bit because I know a similar movie is going to be showing up on someone else's number two list in a little bit. Mm. Um, so I might hold this a little bit. Um, but yeah, we call sequel it tease, to, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So this is sequel to um, – oh, and Benedict Cumberbatch is, uh, is the villain, which uh, again, I will not – name him yet because i know uh it does come up in someone else's list later um sequel to jj abrams revive in star trek who which i think he actually made me interested in star trek because before i didn't really give a hoot too much about star trek i was always star i feel like i was always on the either star wars or star trek um train you couldn't be on both um but i think jj abrams like did 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 wonders with this this series honestly and and brought a new interest in it and and i think just from when we talk about sequels is making it let's amping it up from an improvement on the first one i think into darkness did that from um from the 2009 star trek um number three i got is blade runner 2049 came out 2017 directed by denis villain wave 
starring Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford, and Ana de Armas, and uh, Jared Leto. Uh, we did talk about this on a previous episode on a Never Have I Ever, because I think uh, it was Greg's. Um, yeah, uh, highly improves on the original Blade Runner. Uh, no, doesn't matter what version you watch of the four that exist. Um, visually, this is a, a, an incredible movie. It's, it's one of the most beautiful movies I've seen. Um, great performances from... Um, from everyone from Goslin and Harrison Ford jumps back into the role as Deckard almost flawlessly. Um, you know, he, he a little older, but I think he, this is kind of a role that he really not, not like uh, unlike Han Solo, which I think he just wanted him to die. Um, I think he really took Blade Runner and, and the role really seriously. So I'm glad to see him back in that. Um, one of his characters that I'm glad that came back, um, unlike Indiana Jones, Han Solo and whatever is, Eventually, they'll probably make another Air Force One with them soon. Um, then I have 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I'm cheating here. I don't care. Um, this 10 Cloverfield Lane is not a direct sequel to the Cloverfield franchise, but it is number two in the Cloverfield Universe movies. Um, this, uh, So I don't care. I make my own rules. Uh, came out in 2016, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, starring John Goodman and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, if you have not seen it, this takes place in a bunker. Pretty much 99% of the movie takes place in a bunker as aliens attack. Uh, John Goodman is uh, the one who owns the bunker, and he has Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character in there. Uh, but you don't really know if anything that's happening is real or not. Uh, so it kind of links into the Cloverfield universe from the original movie. Um, but I, uh, if, if you know me, I am a huge Cloverfield fan. So I was really actually tempted to put this on my um, top five, but uh, I think the ones that I, I went with uh, were a little more um, higher for me. We'll see about um, that. And then Back to the Future 2 from 1989, directed by Robert Zemeckis, Michael J. Fox, and Christopher Lloyd. If you don't know what Back to the Future is, you don't like movies. Uh, this this is probably one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Um uh, Number two, a lot of people hate on number two. Um, I actually like number two more than number one. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, if we're doing, if we do top three movies, like our third, Back to Back to Future 3 is going to gonna be better than Back to Future 2. So I'm um, just going to go out and say that. Uh, I'm crazy when I say that, but whatever. We're not doing top three. We're not doing our favorite threes. We're doing our favorite twos. Wait till March. Um, yeah, so Back to the Future is a little interesting because they don't go back; they they go all over. They not they go back to 1955, but they also go to like 2025, 2019. They're all over the place. Um, adds to the Back to the Future story. Doesn't get too confusing with the time travel. Um, you know, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd are great in this, um, playing multiple versions of their characters. But um, if you haven't seen Back to the Future one through three, um, then just just get on it. Um, I feel like I feel like wait. Harry hasn't seen Back to the Future, has he? Uh, I mean, I'm aware of Back to the Future. I've probably seen scenes, but yeah, no. That's I know a, it exists. Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, right. I knew one of you did. I, I, and I knew, I, I knew there's it's no void. way that Greg did not see it. Um, at least I don't know, unless I'm waiting, gonna get shocked by something. Um, so yeah, those are my top, my uh, honorable mentions. Um, Harry, what are your thoughts? I'll just knock out the negativity from you. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. Um. I, uh, so yeah, obviously spoke a little bit about Back to the Future 2. Uh, congrats. Uh, I'm glad it's on your list. Uh, the next movie for me, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I, I support you in this decision, uh, hands. Uh, this was a nice surprise, uh, as well. 
um, and a nice little tie-in. I uh, enjoyed 10 Cloverfield Lane. Worth worth checking out, um, especially if you have seen Cloverfield. Um, Blade Runner 2049. Um, I had my I had trouble with this one because I think it is it is superior, but um, I you know there I, I need to rewatch this. Um, I know we did this recently on Never Have I Ever Seen for uh, Greg, um, and I, I just I think I need to revisit this, give it another chance, um, because I just I I like it, you know, but I don't love it. Um, that's that's part of my issue. Um, Star Trek Into Darkness, great choice. This was on my long list um, as well. Uh, I I love this movie. I think my problem with this one, and this is kind of a thing that I thought about a lot in regards to making these lists, was that I don't know if this is better than the, uh, I guess it was 2009 or 2010 Star Trek remake uh, by J.J. Abrams. I think that one is slightly better. I think this one got a little bit too much into the hype and a little bit too much into trying to be uh, another movie. Uh, let's go ahead and say uh, Chamber of Secrets. I think this is a good call. Um, this didn't make my long list. Uh, I have a lot of love for the Harry Potter uh, franchise as far as the movies uh, and books go. I was kind of dis- disappointed with the first movie, to be honest, when I first watched it, because I, I loved the book so much. And I felt like the first one wasn't a great adaptation of uh, the Sorcerer's Stone, I sh- should say. Um, in uh, the Chamber of Secrets, I thought was a better adaptation compared to the book, in my opinion. So, um, solid choices. Uh, you know, not much to hate here. I mean, Back to the Future too. Um, you know, sure. But Pop, I'll Thanks, throw man. it to you. Yeah, no problem, pal. I'm here to support yes. you, my friend. Uh, I, had, I think um, you have some really and, good picks uh, here. You didn't have anything um, for me to crap on on this one. For so. Chamber Take of a Secrets, number two on. You know what I mean? I think so, I had mentioned ahead, this Greg. on a random spiciness episode before, but for me. Uh, like I actually prefer the earlier entries in the Harry Potter series, specifically like the first two. Um, yes, Sorcerer's Stone is my favorite Harry Potter movie, but Chamber of Secrets is my yeah. second favorite. So, very happy to see this on here. I and, definitely um, have that Columbus feeling. Getting some love. Star Trek Into Darkness is interesting because I am a big Star Trek fan. Um, <clears throat> it's been a while since I've rewatched all of the movies, but. Um, for the newer Star Trek series, the the Abrams verse as as uh, it's called, um, the the remake Star Trek or reboot, I guess would be a better term, um, is very memorable for me, and I absolutely love it. And there's only a few parts of Star Trek Into Darkness that I can remember. I remember really liking it, but it just there's not a ton that stands out to me. But I also, I want to remedy that. I want to go back and rewatch it because I think maybe I'm selling it short. And I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is fantastic. Um, Hands, as you alluded to, we'll we'll get into a a character that uh, he plays maybe a different version of that later on. But but yeah, that's a really solid pick that I want to rewatch. Um, That's actually going to be a running uh, running theme for the next couple entries that you had because... Blade Runner 2049, uh, I remember when we did that for our um, Never Have I Ever Seen For Me, I liked it, but I think out of all the Denis movies I've seen at the time, I felt it was the weakest. I gave it three stars, like I enjoyed it, but I don't think I got everything out of it, and I think I need to give that a rewatch, because there have been moments 
since I watched it, which at this point was probably like a year and a half, two years ago, if not longer. There have been moments where I've thought back to that movie, like unsolicited and just like randomly scenes would pop in my head or like thoughts of, of the characters. And the fact that it sticks with me for good reasons um, shows that I probably underrated it a little bit. So I definitely want to go back and check that out. Uh, and 10 Cloverfield Lane, I only watched once whenever it first hit streaming. I watched it, really liked it. Um, I am a huge kaiju fan. So like, I love the original Cloverfield. Like that's the top of the franchise for me. But I remember really enjoying this also. Like there's definitely like a high level of tension in that confined setting. And John Goodman just plays like off the rails so well, like uh, very, very interesting. So I kind of want to go back and revisit that one also. And then back to the future too. So back to the future too is probably my least favorite of the trilogy, but I want to put that in the framework of this is one of my favorite trilogies of all time. So <laughs> just because it's the weakest entry for me doesn't mean I don't like it. I really do like it. Um, I think probably it might go back to me being a kid when I first saw this, because I think I was a little confused at the time. Bear in mind, I was five, maybe six of alternate 1985 where like the present has changed because the past was altered and I didn't quite get that concept. And like the alternate 1985 is very dark. Uh, it's a very different tone from anything else in the rest of the series. So that kind of weighs it down a little bit for me, but I do like uh, when they go into the future and they see, um, you know, uh, Marty Jr. And, and uh, man, the, the instant hydration pizza hut and the video screens that have since come to pass and are much better quality much sooner uh we might not have flying cars but <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um yeah back to the future two good choice not my favorite in the series but still miss- really solid pick so you're missing Overall, out some, some really um good and interesting picks one day here. no prob harry how about you Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, so for my honorable mentions, I only have three, um, but I wanted to just touch base on some that uh, just missed out uh, really quick. Uh, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, um, I did not have on my list. Um, That felt like too cool for school or, you know, the usual suspect pick. uh, So I wanted to be a little bit cooler. Um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I I really was considering this one. That was on my uh, long list. And... uh, I didn't put it on there though. No number two, my uh, guy. Aliens <laughs> as well. I see none of us have it on no, any I'm of our list. No I think that's a, a poor. It doesn't have the number two job by us. Um, so you know, R.I.P. to us. Oh, it is okay. All right. Well. Oh yeah. Well yeah. I I got you. I got you. Still. Um, also, uh, one of my honorable mentions, uh, Dune Two, um, which comes out in theaters soon. So. I'm putting it on there now. I'm getting ahead of the game, just trying to be a part of history. So I think anybody, uh, any honorable person, can respect that. But my man, on to the, on to uh, the which, true. Which I, I, if you if you guys have not heard, uh, Christopher Nolan, which everyone drools ever, no, that's compared, not what I heard. Uh, I heard to the Lost World uh, to as as Denis Villeneuve, Villeneuve's Empire the Lost Strikes World. Back. So take <laughs> <No>. that. <laughs> 
you know. Yeah, the hype, the hype is real. The hype is real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shut either up. way, the Lost Shut World, up. Lost World rocks as yeah. well. So sorry. <laughs> um, Compared it to Morbius. So. For my my three choices, um, I couldn't not put this movie on there. I, I, I was considering for my top five, but as I mentioned earlier, one of my biggest things with this was, is this better than the first one? Um, and that's Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Uh, I have a hard time um, differentiating these three movies in, this, in the Peter Jackson trilogy of Lord of the Rings. So, uh, But I had to get it on here for my honorable mentions. It made $150 million more dollars uh, than um, Fellowship did. So it exceeded there. Uh, it also scored, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the always trustworthy, always reliable, always accurate Rotten Tomato score, uh, where it scored a 95% versus Fellowship's 91%. Uh, nominated for six Oscars, won two of them for effects and sound, as I mentioned, directed by Peter Jackson. Um, and I think up until the Game of Thrones last season, it had the longest uh, continuous fight scene uh, or you know action set piece uh, recorded. Um, but I th- still think it has it for a movie. Uh, maybe John Wick recently passed it as well. I'm, I'm probably should have fact checked that before I threw it out there. But um, yeah, Lord of the Rings. If you have never seen the series, uh, no better time to jump in than than right now. So highly, highly recommend. Um, the other two honorable mentions for me: um, uh, Hunger Games Catching Fire. Um, Got to be honest, I uh, I, I like uh, the Hunger Games, the the first one. Um, and when the second one dropped, I thought, holy crap, this, uh, this could be a really fun series. Uh, didn't live up to all the hype from the second one, but, uh, Catching Fire came out in 2013, right, directed yeah. by Francis Lawrence, uh, stars Jennifer Lawrence, Josh Hutchinson, Liam Hemsworth, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, cash them checks, Philip, um, you know, good, good, good move by you. Uh, yeah. RIP PSH. Um, this movie made $150 million more than the original, um, scored a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, as I said, ever reliable, uh, versus 84% from the original. And uh, yeah, this one, I think, just uh, ups the ante from the first one. Uh, and if you haven't checked out the the Hunger Games series, I would say, um, you know, once you get past the second one, I think it takes a little bit of a dip, sadly. Um, but uh, I really, really would highly recommend the first two movies. Um, and then the next one, I don't know if this, this might be a little, little handwriting marketing as far as where it fits, but in the Captain America, uh, trilogy or Captain America series, uh, Captain America, winter soldier, 2014 directed by the Russo brothers, Chris Evans, Scar Joe, Samuel Jackson, Robert Redford coming out for it. Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, this movie made 350 million more dollars, uh, than Captain America, first Avenger, uh, higher in Rotten Tomatoes again, 90% versus 80%. And, uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I think when we did our Marvel movie ranking, which, um, you know, we had this either at number two or number one for some of us, um, you know, you can make the case for this being the best Marvel movie. Um, kind of sad to think about almost 10 years ago that it's all been downhill since then. Just kidding. Not all, but uh, for the most part. Um, so, yeah, my, my three honorable mentions, Hunger Games, Catching Fire, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Lord of the Rings and Two Towers. So, um Banging number two movies uh, in great series. All right. Um, I'll go. Uh, Lord of the oh, Rings. Okay. I'll Volunteer, s- yeah. skip that for a little bit. A little bit later. We'll jump okay. on that. All right. Um, Captain America, Winter Soldier. I was actually going to put it on here, and I just, something told me not to. Um, I, I, I agree with you. 
great number two. I just the Marvel movies and Empire Strikes Back. I was kind of like with you. I, I feel like it's it's obvious to not put. I, I think we would all agree that if we include it, Empire Strikes Back, a little mini challenge. That yeah. would be probably our top two. Um, and Greg's it doesn't fall into Greg's. Uh, uh I guess what his, uh whatever the description uh because it's literally doesn't even have two in it because it's episode five. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I would agree as a, as a number two, uh, but I did I, I just felt like there were other movies that I would like to let everyone know about because everyone knows about Empire Strikes Back. Um, and then Hunger Games Catch a Fire. Uh, no joke. I was watching that with Riley before we started recording. I was very tempted to change Hunger Games and include that and maybe either remove Chamber of Secrets or something else. Um, but um, that being said, uh, I love I love Catching Fire. It's a great choice. Didn't even think to include it until they start running a marathon because um, it has been a while since I did watch the series. But, um, yeah, good choice with the uh, Thanks. With Catch Thanks Fire. Thanks for not canceling um, your plans for I, Hunger I, Games. I, Mockingjay was starting right <laughs> after, but, you know, I decided to jump on here with you boys and not cancel on you. Show's postponed a week, so. folks. Sorry. <laughs> sure. Sure. I was uh, watching Mockingjay yes. Part 1. So, <laughs> nice here. Can't make it. Um, can't make it. Towers, part I will get into a little <laughs> bit later. Give my thoughts on. Uh, but very <laughs> good pick. Um, Hunger Games Catching Fire, I've never seen. I have not watched a single Hunger Game. And I don't plan on it. So, Ooh. I'm glad that you enjoyed it, though. What are you shaking your head at me for? <clears throat> Okay. Well, maybe right. when I'm like eight, he's I'm real, man. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. You, you, have these, you have these, hey, demands where you're fire, like not going to do it, and I, I think you would actually enjoy it, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. why are they still hungry? There I don't we go. Know. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. Chef's kiss. Just catching fire. Um, don't even I'm watch. Don't even watch the first Hunger Games or Mockingjay one. Just watch Catching Fire. I yeah. love this movie so you'll, fit, you'll, you'll, you'll piece so it much. together. And you'll piece it if together. If I didn't do my little challenge where I had to include the number two, this absolutely would have been in my top five. I love this movie. This is my number one favorite uh, MCU movie of all time. Just absolute grand slam. Everything fires on it. So I'm happy that you included it. Sad that it didn't make your top five, but I'm glad that it's getting some love here for sure. Appreciate you, King. Uh, okay, so now we're going to move on to our top fives, and I am going to start with... I got you, man. I got see, you. I'm taking care of you. I'll 2004's Spider-Man 2, uh, directed by Sam Raimi, starring Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, Alfred Molina, James Franco, and it actually won the Oscar in 2005 for Best Achievement in Visual Effects. Uh, so Spider-Man 2, I actually recently rewatched this and man still holds up still arguably uh one of if not the best spider-man movie and you know all due respect and love to the spider-verse films because that's where i say arguably but uh but yeah i mean this movie is just so so good lots of themes going on everything that was great about Spider-Man, the first film from Sam Raimi. They they took it, amped it up a notch. We get more Spider-Man in this, which was one of my chief complaints about the first one. Um, 
And even though I didn't mention him in the cast, you got Willem Dafoe back as the ghost of Norman. Uh, also great. Happy that they brought him back. I mean, such a good story. Effects that still stand up. Iconic scenes. I mean, this movie really has it all. And if people, again, still hold it in conversations for one of the best superhero movies, one of the best Spider-Man movies. So um, I just, I could not see a world where I did not include this in my top fives. Um, what do you boys think about Spidey 2? Uh, excellent choice. Uh, if we didn't have Spider-Man 2, then we wouldn't have gotten the, the great performances in Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, but, yeah, I, I know... <laughs> Shut up, Harry. Um... Some, some blurry face. Can't I get? You still look like you're on 2020, and you're you're a witness to a crime. Sorry, um, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's so weird to revisit. There's been so many like when super when Spider Man came out, it it wasn't like Spider Man or superhero movies weren't common. I mean, they were kind of peaking to a point where we're getting like five superhero movies a year. But that was like, I think we only had X-Men, Spider-Man, and maybe at that time, Fantastic Four. And it wasn't like, it wasn't, they constantly weren't coming out. Like, like and it was somewhat steady. Um, so Spider-Man 2, when that came out, it was it was kind of one of those revolutionary things where it was like, great action in this. Like, like Tobey Maguire, yeah. I will say that I think he's, and going to your point, where I, I forget what movie you were talking about, where you're saying like, just because it's... It, you know, it, it, saying it's the weakest. Like, I think it was like Back to the Future. It was like the weakest of the whatever. Doesn't mean it's bad. Um, I think he's the weakest Spider-Man or Peter Parker Spider-Man for me. But he great performances, and I can't stand Kirsten Dunst in these movies. I, I cannot. I, I really don't like her as Mary Jane. Um, but James Franco, who's this is, I think this was before he was taking acting classes. He was in these movies, um, but he's okay. But I mean, it, the, the, it really revolves around. Um, Tobin Maguire and um, Alfred Molina, who's a great a great villain in this movie. Um, some of the action scenes in this are something I don't think we've seen uh, in in superhero movies. Now we've seen some, you know, some good action movies like Blade was out before then, like X Men. But I feel like in terms of CGI, like I, you know, I for a full CGI fight and like including it, like the moving train and just a lot of the environment in it. I think it did something that like it felt revolutionary for for that type of movie, um, and it's it's a shame that Spider Man peaked at two because three. Although I have revisited, it's not a bad movie. I think this is the peak of what we got out of that out of that trilogy, um, and you know it sets up sets up some cool things. You know, and this movie everyone finds out who um, who Spider Man is because you know that's. God forbid someone doesn't find out who a superhero identity is in the first two movies, but um, <clears throat> I don't know. It, it's just I, I I do I the Spider Man I I have a, like a weird love hate relationship with with like the original Raimi trilogy, but I, I think it peaked at two. I think at the time when this came out, it was it, this this was probably the best superhero movie for a lot of people that came out. So um, I, I think a lot has come for me since then for me to kind of and I well, we're going to talk about one movie that came out around that same time but um yeah it, it's just I, I i mean it's a great choice because 
that that changed the game for a lot of how superhero movies were made and how stories were told. But um, you know, I'll, I'll turn it over to Harry and Are see what he thought. Some They'll sponsorship money, pulp rotten tomatoes, and be like, oh, it came out with seventy two percent, but. Hey man, always reliable, always accurate, always uh, on your side. Could use more Paddington. Don't worry about it. Could use, Don't worry about it. Could use more marmalade. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. This is the hill you're looking to build your empire of hate on. It's it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, Spider Man Two, uh, 2004. I am a fan. Uh, I really like the first one. I really like the Willem Dafoe um, element. And not to say that I don't think it's better than Spider-Man 2, but I kind of look at them as, as kind of a pair um, and how much I enjoy both of them. Um, I think this is a great choice. Uh, this made my long list as well. Um, it's just, you know, as, as I go back to, uh, you know, the kind of tiebreaker for me is how much do I enjoy this more than the original Spider-Man? And I think with the original Spider-Man, it kind of, you know, his hands was alluding to a little bit, you know, this Spider-Man 2 pretty much showed that there was another level to go with, uh, you know, superhero movies um, and taking it uh, to the next level. So um, it'll always have that moment. Um, I think there's another movie that also elevates it on my list later. You. Uh, you know, the the superhero love and what Vindicated. you can do in a superhero movie. But I yeah, that's a fantastic yeah. choice, Greg. <laughs> Uh, no arguments here from from me. No marmalade thrown. So. That's the first one. <laughs> what yeah. song was at the end of Spider Man Two? Was it he was vindicated? Okay. Mm. Um, I thought it was Hero by Nickelback because I was going to start doing my <laughs> Nickelback impression, but that's the first one. Um, I so just remember I, vindicated you, because I every time we're cleaning that song specifically the theater, because I heard it so I, often. That song over come and on over, and made but... me hate. Dash Spidey 2 soundtrack is a I liked at the time, got but some, I hate it. And I always hate really Nickelback, good so it's fine, but yeah. Hans, what do you got next for us? I was actually just trying to look it up, and it, my, my phone was being slow, so that's why I asked mm-hmm. what, what which one it was at the end. I know it was one of them, but okay. Cool. All right. Ah, next, next, next. Well, first for me, I'm sorry. Um, sorry, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to stick with the superheroes. I'm going to go um, 2003's X2, which is a sequel to X-Men. Um, this was kind of, and, and alluding to uh, my, my statement a little bit ago, was just where superhero movies were starting to take off with X-Men being the first to lead the way, um, not including like Blade and, that's like the most I've talked about Blade in the past like four years. Um, but this was the first kind of a concept of doing a, a, a PG-13 superhero movie, a teen, like a, a, a already existing, well-existing property that, and loved property like the X-Men with the animated series. Um, and it, it kind of X2, I think, just... I, I, I Harry, one of the things he mentioned was the fact that the, the point of a sequel is to improve on the original and i think x i will say that x-men is a little bit of a slow movie um uh, with just establishing some of the characters there's some cool action scenes like maybe one or two um x2 does uh, does a great job at doing something that it does great storytelling with using the wolverine character and also has great action in it um you get amazing performances from patrick stewart ian mckellen hugh jackman who is is wolverine like that's what he's going to always be known as for at least 
that are the greatest showman. Um, sorry, Hugh Jackman. I know you have a great portfolio. I just wanted to throw the the greatest showman in. But um, yeah, I mean this this introduces some of the some of the like I think the good thing the cool thing with the X Men is the fact that there's actual real just use the word like political issues that 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 come up with the X Men stories, um, and I think X Two does a great job with with bringing in like government the government um trying to control mutants and trying to either eliminate them um and it it seems like it's a it, it's it's a realistic issue that is carried out in a superhero story um but then you have the story of Wolverine you have Jean Grey who's who's has you know starting her her unfortunate um phoenix turn which you know we're if we're going to talk about worse sequels we'll jump into uh the last stand um, but yeah, I, I think I, there's a lot of stuff in this. Uh, I feel like out of the X-Men movies that I've gone back and rewatched, like X2, I had that DVD and I watched it a ton. Um, and it always like, there's a lot of some of the action scenes, like when they're trying to escape, um, Alkali Lake and just that whole where, um, Wolverine's fighting, um, is it X23? I believe. Well, it's not, or yeah. Um, you know, where he's going through, when, he, when they're trying to escape and we finally see, Jean Grey turned into the Phoenix. Um, some of the other, you know, Cyclops is in this. Um, but, uh, you know, the best performance is probably Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen as, as uh, Professor X and Magneto, respectively. Um, one of the best prison break scenes I think I've ever seen in a movie where Magneto somehow escapes out of a plastic prison um, in a way that I never thought – well, I know it's not possible because you can't control metal. But um, how he gets out is just it, – it's. I think it's one of the – best Worth crafted it. scenes in a in a superhero movie um but yeah i i remember watching this i think i actually skipped um i don't know if i skipped prom to watch this but i know i skipped um I, no i skipped uh what was this 2003 so um i know a lot nice. of my friends were going up the mountains after prom and um i decided to uh not go either probably because i'd work yeah but, uh yeah. that was my man said no nah, i'm going but, to uh, charles gifted youngsters so that's uh <laughs> how big of a nerd i was uh i'd like to hop so, on this i got it for free time. i don't want to pay all that money for a cabin okay go up so the, go up in the scary woods um interesting watch, with the I'm x-men watch movies X2. i watched them yeah it's all the cool kids are doing i watched the entire x-men franchise about sure good a year and a half two years ago and uh I think a lot of the franchise does not hold up well. Um, but that said, I think that X2, it, in the main X-Men movie, so the first three original series and then the four um, first-class films, I think X2 is probably the best of those films. Maybe Days of Future Past, but they're they're close. Um, definitely Wolverine centric as a lot of people complain about the the first uh the first series and like i get the complaints um but it is it is a really good movie i just uh i i want to see more i think it's kind of being the best of a bad bunch um isn't high honors but i don't know I, I like it. I'll say that. I like it a lot. Um, and it's a it's an interesting pick. I'm happy that you have it on here. But I want to see them do more. There there are some really great moments in here, though. I love the... Um, uh, I think it's from this movie where there's the, the 
what'll you do if they come for your school in the night? And I, I have a great swell of pity for those that would come after. Um, or is that the end of the first one? Oh, um, when I think they go, uh, that's when they're, oh, at yeah, the, yeah, um... yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. no, I was going to say if that's, well, uh, I will <laughs> misremembering aside, I'll tell you one scene you didn't mention. I think that's the end of the first one. I don't think because the end of the second the one is when they, they intercept the uh, president's speech absolutely incredible. about mutants. Love that. Um, uh, yeah. I also think with this movie, a little bit of it is, it is tarnished with the stories that have since come out about the production with Brian Singer yeah. and a lot of the problems he was causing um, in the filming of both the first one and this one. So there is that um, interesting choice of a villain with William Stryker. He wasn't, he wasn't like a super um, big villain at the time. He was just in one appearance to my knowledge, which was the, uh, the graphic novel, God loves man kills. And he wasn't, he was more like a, a preacher, not an army guy. But I like that they got some heavy talent being Brian Cox to play him really added some um, some depth in terms of the performance. So, uh, yeah, I mean, good pick overall. Um, I'm really just hoping MCU uh, version of the X-Men is truer to the comics and and knocks it out of the park. But this is a good pick. Yeah, I remember it was, uh, X2 being a favorite <laughs> of mine back in the day, um, in the early days of superhero movies. Um, it's funny to look through the cast list and be like, wow, this feels really late 90s, early 2000s uh, coded uh, in regards to that, uh, just the cast. I know. I, it's just it, like, you know, like none of these people, I would say, are besides Brian Cox with Succession, <laughs> I would say, are in uh, and Hugh Jackman. Obviously, he's still playing the role me. he was playing. uh over 20 years ago, that's super cool, Hugh, um, uh, are still in the discussion today. Um, yeah, listen, we'll, <laughs> Deadpool 3, yay, we'll finally get the we costume. Get we get we'll it, we get it, we'll get the live like action Deadpool costume. Three. Yeah. All right, all right. All right, well, listen, Sorry, make, fun of a, make fun of a bear <laughs> again, and we'll see what happens. Um, bear talks, eats marmalade. Uh, so yeah, so I did, I did enjoy X2, um, but like you said, Greg, I, I you revisited. I haven't revisited it uh, probably since early days of early cable in the early two thousands. Um, but definitely enjoyed Brian Cox's character, and you know, you guys mentioned the Nightcrawler scene, which was pretty cool. Um, and as a non comic book reader, having it focused a little bit towards Wolverine was easy followings in regards to knowing, you know, his story. So uh, great choice, I think. Um, as Greg said. The best of a tough bunch when it comes to, you know, uh, X2 looks a lot stronger as they continue to put out non-MCU X-Men movies. So, All right. My first choice. Uh, I think it's the oldest choice on here. What a shock coming from me. Uh, 1974's The Godfather uh, Part 2. Um, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, uh, starring Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, uh, Robert Duvall, and uh, John Gazelle, uh, as well as many others. Um, 
This won six Oscars, including Best Picture, Director, Supporting Actor for Robert De Niro, and uh, Writing as well. Um, this three-and-a-half-hour, um, three-hour and 22 minutes to be exact, uh, epic um, continuation from the God, the first Godfather movie, um, shows the early life of uh, and career of Vito Corleone, uh, played by Robert De Niro in the 1920s, New York City, uh, while his son Michael, played by Al Pacino, uh, expands and tightens his grip on the family crime syndicate. Um, now, I visited The Godfather uh, really late um, in my life uh, as, a, as a 35-year-old man. Uh, I always heard as a movie lover, you haven't seen The Godfather? What do you mean? You haven't seen The Godfather Part II? Um, and I got to be honest, I don't know if this is truly 100% better than The Godfather for me. Um, but it is such uh, a titan, I would say, when it comes to sequels um, that I could not deny it. Um, I think some of the Vito Corleone stuff is is amazingly shot. Um, I don't know. I didn't know if I would like that uh, part of it, you know, going back in time, you know, with especially with how long the film is and how dense it is. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, Al Pacino and John Cazale going back and forth in this movie. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, I should mention Diane Keaton's also in this movie as, as Kay. Um, and, uh, yeah, Francis, Francis Ford, just off the top rope all the time. Heavy, uh, heavy, heavy smoke. He'd be throwing out there, uh, as far as, uh, hot fire. He'd be spitting that hot fire. Uh, so yeah, absolutely love Godfather part two. Uh, watch this with shout out Tim. Um, we watched this at his place, uh, after seeing the Godfather because we couldn't not complete it. Uh, We'll watch The Godfather 3 at some yeah, point. Yeah, so um, they um, for are. For sure. But, but uh, I. Yeah, couldn't knew, deny this one to keep it off my I list. Knew uh, that Greg, one of Roman you numerals, most not, likely not a part you of your criteria here. your thoughts on Godfather from Part 2. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just, just like Empire Strikes Back, I mean, this is one of those where it's like all timer sequels, right? It would be me. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't deny it. I couldn't deny it um, when it came to it. It just, you know, it, it it's one of those rare situations, um, you know, because we, we, we do so much nerd stuff that I think it's hard to be like, you'll love it. Um, I mean, even with Dune, you know, I, I, you know, as much as I have love for it, you know, a lot of times I'll be like, oh, I don't know if you're a cup of tea with the Godfather and the Godfather two in particular, uh, Everything I've ever heard about it, it completely lives up to it. So, uh, yeah. Hands? This is my favorite movie of all time. Nice. I have not seen Godfather Part Two. Yeah, I know. So I knew that was coming. Yeah. yeah. So no um, No, I've not seen it. Um, like you, I, I jumped in onto the Godfather train very late in life. Um, very recently, I within the past few years, I watched the original Godfather. Um, Said you're good? Fight. Funny thing with The Godfather is that, like, I knew a lot of the main things that happened in The Godfather movie. I don't know a lot that happens in part two. So if I go into part two, I feel like I'll it'll be fresh. So I, I do want to watch it. Um, I, it's been on my, like, sort of watch list for a long time, like Jaws, which I finally yeah. did watch. Um, but, you know, I everyone who says, I mean, like, it's like Empire Strikes Back. It's going to be on everyone's sequel list. It's definitely got the critical claim to it and and 
Um, fun fact about this, though, what I do know is that um, Pacino and um, De Niro apparently did not so like for each me, other. I think yeah, none of their scenes I are together. I prefer the first um, movie and they were never in a over scene the second, he, but that's so, nothing uh, against that's my the fun second fact. movie. I just uh, that's the, the first my movie input of is Godfather too. more condensed, I think, whereas the second one is very sprawling. Like you've got multiple things going on in both the present and the past. Yeah, and um, I think if I had my druthers. Like just just because I like classic, I guess mob stories, I probably like Vito's story a little more, even yeah. though there's more emotional depth yeah. to Michael's story um, in the present. But like it, it kind of loses me just a tiny bit when it when they do like all the Vegas stuff and you know all of that. So, um, yeah, <laughs> oh, Mo right. Green. Um, <laughs> <laughs> great performance uh and i like seeing um oh geez uh oh, young green. yeah they're yep I, oh man i forgot about that too I'm uh, green. young clemenza with uh veto also i uh, get a kick out of that but um but yeah i mean godfather 2 just an all-time classic yeah, the uh, stuff in it too as well to not it would be a crime to not have this on one of our lists, but like I said, I I knew you'd pull through with this one. Oh, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah, excellent pick. Yeah, <laughs> excellent pick here. All right, uh, gonna bring it back around to me, and I am gonna go with nineteen eighty seven. I didn't know the aliens, and I'm already regretting it, so. Also directed by Sam Raimi, <laughs> um, nice. starring Bruce Campbell and Sarah. Sarah Barry, yes, uh, big Sam Raimi fan. Um, yeah, Evil Dead Two. It's very strange because if you talk to Sam Raimi or or Bruce Campbell or anybody involved, he with likes the production, what he likes. They will tell you it, this is definitely a sequel, but um, it's very much more like just a remake of the first one. It doesn't make sense for it to be a sequel. Um, but they basically take everything that happened in the first one and amp it up a notch. Um, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, both huge fans of the three stooges. Uh, whereas the first evil dead is very much a horror movie and solely a horror movie. Evil dead two mixes in it. It's mainly horror, but there's some action and there's some comedy um, with with it being physical comedy uh, along the lines of the Three Stooges. So those influences play out. This is more where we start to see the traditional Ash that um, that people love, the cult hero and the one that's in pop culture. Ash from the first Evil Dead, uh, not, he's a very unlikely hero, whereas this one, uh, you know, he kind of takes charge and, and takes command. Um, I just, man, so good. It's such a such a weird mix of comedy and horror and truly creepy stuff. Uh, lots of gore. Uh, it's it's great. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you two have never seen this, but let's see. Prove me wrong, hopefully. Somebody, anybody. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. 
No, you're on that limb. You're you're way out there, and you are correct. Uh, I have not seen Evil Dead Two. I think we talked about this. I forget what. Maybe with the uh, the last Evil Dead movie you were talking gotcha. about, and I had mentioned too busy making um, out. Yeah, Evil Dead. I I think I've seen the first one, um, but I don't remember too much about it. I it was too busy making over out. A, like a Halloween party <laughs> I had when I was like thirteen. Um, I've not seen Evil Dead Two, but I've heard I've heard good things about it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I was a all okay. boys party. All right, fair enough. Well, I challenge huh? you both. Yeah, I mean, whatever. To at What's some point in your lives. I'm um, not saying it has to be now. I was going to say, yeah, hey, happy just for you here, give it a King. Shot, man. Uh, you a live your fun. dream with Evil Dead 2. That's a neg- negative for me, Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how's that one. Alien I, read I don't even know how to read a book. <laughs> mm. I've seen him. It's tough. It's rough. It's really plan, tough. Plan still, on I, opening I, I, when I met him earlier, Harry let me borrow Harry Potter books uh, uh, 15 years ago. I'm still working on Sorcerer's Stone. All right. Uh, Hans, what do you uh, got well, next? It's, it's right not a lot of reading there. in that one. It's, not a lot of reading. Yeah. So he's... Al. Trying to... Yeah. Come on, Eileen. Yeah. Uh, what do I got next? I got uh, 2004's Kill Bill Volume 2, uh, directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring Uma Thurman, David Carradine, Daryl Hannah. Um, this is probably my favorite, or it's at least tied with my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, um, with this and Hateful Eight. Um, but... Um, this movie, I so you can make the argument that Kill Bill is one long movie and it just split into two different parts. Uh, I'm not buying that. This is part two. Um, I, I, what I love about this is, uh, you know, I, I, this was, uh, yeah, I, I, I followed the rules, it has a two in it. Um, I, I, I think it, it's very different. And Kill Bill, I think, is, is a great movie, but the first one is very action heavy it is a it is an action movie there's not a lot of story to it it's basically um the bride uh, known in in part one is just showing up and killing people on her list there's a little bit of a story involved with it and you don't really learn too much of the backstory with the bride and bill um but part two is is very heavy on um the story aspect of it uh you still get some really cool set pieces with the with the with the action um but um you get the you get the kind of what I've been wanting from part one was to see um, how and I'm just gonna uh, Beatrix Beatrix kiddo um, how she becomes who she is and how how be, she becomes so deadly about being about going through her training and then her relationship with Bill her relationship with the other members of um, of her her little her little uh, assassin gang um, but I, I think some of the this has one of my my favorite Tarantino scene at the end, when you finally get um, the confrontation between Beatrix and Bill, um, it's it's pretty much uh, except the last five seconds, all dialogue, um, and it has some of the best dialogue in in not just the Tarantino movie, but I think in in movies in general. Um, I, I I rewatched the just the interactions that that David Carradine and Uma Thurman have together. Um, they have great chemistry, but 
I think one of my favorite parts about this is when Kill Bill 2 got released and anyone who has not seen the movie, it's called Kill Bill. Um, and, you know, once she gets to Bill, you, you know what she wants to do, you know, kill him. Um, you get – there's so much buildup and two movies of building up, which ends in a five-second – five to ten-second fight between the two. Um, but you get so much tension and you find out a lot – like there's a lot of twist in that last, I'd say, 25 minutes of the movie um, that it just builds up to this great interaction of the two of, and and – knowing that they they still have love for each other they still you know respect each other but um it, it just it's not a spectacle and i think that you got that in the first movie i think if you did that in the second movie and just had a it, the first movie didn't feel like a tarantino movie it it did but it didn't because it was very action based this one feels is it definitely feels like it's tarantino more tarantino than the other one um yeah, I, I I love this. I I watched this. I've seen this in theaters four times. I like I watch it all the time. It was actually on two weeks ago, um, and you know that was another movie that I probably stayed up to like three three thirty watching because it was on so late. Um, but it, it it's a great movie if you're you know if you're a Tarantino fan. This is definitely early Tarantino. Um, mm-hmm. but I I think this is this is probably like I said this um, is so my I favorite Tarantino movies. I'm definitely more of a Kill Bill and one also one fan, of the worst. That's um, because I love I, I'm martial arts movies. And there's a very live scene which is absolutely I think Quentin Tarantino so. described the first yeah. movie more yes, as an Eastern film and the second film more as a Western film, and I like the I'm more of an action guy, so I love I love the first one, but the second one does have some outstanding moments um we get to see uh you know more of the the massacre and the the aftermath i guess with uh what happened to um beatrice beatrix and um the the whole interactions with bud and the buried alive scene um crazy uh the end monologue with um with or not monologue but i guess end scene with bill um the whole interaction and dialogue that they had was pretty crazy and man so just me or does bill look like he can make a mean sandwich like the way he slathers on that mustard dude oh man (laughs) never with the skill of bill Yes, um, dude, that sandwich, and then you've got that, the oh man, it was the five that sandwich looks amazing. I, I've I've made dozens of sandwiches, I've made thousands of sandwiches yes. in my life, and I've never perfected that. That dude's so good, Probably like punch. he's so yeah. trained that but he can make a great amazing. sandwich. Uh, yeah, Tarantino, I I love all his movies. Kill Bill Two is included in that that repertoire, and Five um, Finger Exploding, yeah, fantastic death. film. Um, death I'm, even though I'm more of a fan punch. of the first one, think punch. You can't go wrong with the second one for sure. Yeah. Hair? Buh. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen the Kill Bill series. Um what? it's one of my holes in my Tarantino armor. Uh yeah, just uh I've seen a ton of clips. I've seen the fight with the crazy eighty eights, I've seen the final death punch scene i've seen the fight with uh vivica fox i think um yeah just uh haven't seen it so sorry 
Glad it's on your list. Yeah. Can I can I ask why? Like, is this the lack of lack of desire? So I know you're a Tarantino fan. No, yeah. So it came out in 2004, right? And I guess the first one was 2003. I think it was a year apart. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like 15 and 16, so just shy of being able to go to R-rated movies. Um, and then you would think I would hit up a blockbuster. My brother, we might need to do a double Um, feature. But you know what? It's what's happened to me. I think a lot with this movie is like I've never run into a lot of people who haven't seen it. Where it's like, dude, we should like check it out one night. So, um, it kind of becomes on me to watch it. it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Let's come Uh, come over my house. Now, listen, it's it's nothing against it that I don't want to see it. It's just I I just haven't seen it yet. So, um. Yeah, maybe maybe as Tarantino winds down here with his last movie, it's so cool, Quentin. Um, that, After uh, Harry's coming over. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's a yes. Okay, the, I'm allowed to. We got know. the TV. We got cool. the TV. Nice. Yeah, just gotta come <laughs> After Harry, nine. What do you have next for us? Um, be out by five a.m. The old days. Uh, so yeah. yeah, no, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm totally down to see it at some point. Just don't know when, but yeah. Sorry. Glad it's on your list. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, 2017's Paddington 2. Um, obviously, ah, if you've listened to us recently, uh, we've talked about uh, the bear, the marmalade god, uh, Paddington. Uh, this one was directed by Paul King. Uh, ben Winshaw voices Paddington. Uh, Hugh Grant steps up in this one um, as, uh, you know, I'm not going to call him the villain, but he's not all that great. Um, Sally Hawkins, the queen, as we've talked about. So, as I've mentioned ever, earlier, the always reliable, always accurate, never uh, not in your favor Rotten Tomato scores. Paddington 1 scored a, a great 97%, and you would think, who's going to top that? That's crazy. Uh, I'll tell you what, Paddington 2 did. 99% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, as, a, as a high. Um, you know, as I, as I mentioned on our most recent pod, in case you didn't listen, uh, the second one just gets ever so more delightful, ever so more fun. Um, Turns it up a notch, um, gets you in the feels once again um, with it, and uh, yeah, it's not it's Fantastic. not Middington. Yeah, I mean, um, it's not uh, Paddington. I do want to watch Paddington too. Um, I mentioned Paddington that Paddington two absolutely um, slaps. And can't wait to nominate it for Never Have Ever Seen the next time we uh, we do one uh, for either one of you because you both watch Paddington. This so this will be great for you. Don't always want to watch everything, um, but I do want to check this out. I heard the club scene is great. I heard the scene where. He's yeah, got his hands tied behind his back and disarms the that, bandits so. with like justice teeth was awesome. Um, I mean, it's just yeah, no. yeah, like yeah. Paddington Two sure. sounds like it slaps and it slaps hard. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I do, I do want to check this out. Hands any any compunction to follow up with? No, no, yeah. I was making some yeah, up. Keep going. That's yeah. cocaine bear. <laughs> was that a real scene? Was that a real scene? Okay. Okay, good. I want to see where he eats the family because he's a bear. Oh, jeez. He's a bear who's disguised as a human being that London has no care that a bear is walking around mm. speaking, speaking, Probably wearing a hat. Is- and just being polite and not eating anyone. I'm sorry. Understood. Um, Paddington <laughs> too. <laughs> okay. It's coming soon. Don't uh, worry I, about it. I haven't seen it. 
So uh, that, yeah, I know. Leave it, leave awesome. it that. Yep. Ninety nine percent. Ooh, that means that there's one, well, a couple people out there that did not like it. I'm yeah. gonna move forward. You're on that list. Do you have any other thoughts on Paddington Two? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a registered critic, but I might just, I might just to try and knock okay. that down to a ninety eight. <laughs> All right. Eight. So Stop the eight. we kind of alluded to this earlier. Another one on my list is Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan from 1982, directed by Nicholas Meyer, starring <laughs> no, William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, Check it out if you haven't seen Montalban, it. And all your favorites from the original crew of the Enterprise. Um, Star Trek has a very storied history. It debuted in the 60s on TV, and the original series didn't run super long. It was just a couple seasons. They did an animated show, and then the property kind of went dormant for several years, and there was um, kind of a cry from fandom to um, bring it back, and so some big screen movies were made, and the first movie, Star Trek The Motion Picture, is super boring to me. There are some very long shots in that movie. Um, I think even the opening shot where it just it tracks the enterprise is like five minutes of just wasted time it's it they the joke is it's called the motionless picture but everything that the star trek the motion picture is um negatively star trek 2 is not the wrath of khan is an icon in um uh, in cinema and i know a lot of people at least at the time, before geek culture was really where it exploded in the 2000s, a lot of people were, like Hans mentioned, either a Star Wars or Star Trek person. I was always down the middle. I mean, I did, I liked Star Wars first, but that was because I just, I didn't even try to get into Star Trek. But once I started watching the shows, fell in love with it, and started watching the movies, including the original movies. And um, man, this movie is just so good. It sets itself apart so much. It brings back a villain um, from the original series. And uh, this guy is kind of uh, a bit of a super soldier almost. He he was um, genetically tampered with. He's got a superior intellect and all of these things. And in the original series, Kirk stranded him on this planet unknowingly. Um, well, I mean, he knew he stranded him, but he didn't know the planet was going to um basically wither and die and through pure happenstance this guy comes back and manages to escape he starts mind controlling some of uh kirk's former comrades he gains control of a doomsday device it's insane and um all the while uh the acting especially between uh kirk and khan the villain um the the dialogue the scenes just tremendous there's there's real emotion that you feel from the movie which is crazy because you think oh star trek sci-fi it's not uh it's not anything you know whatever but um but it, it's really it's fascinating to watch and then on top of that spoiler alert but at the end of the movie um spock sacrifices himself and uh he dies and there's a very touching scene, well, two touching scenes, which is Kirk staring at him on the other side of the glasses as Spock slowly dies from radiation poisoning. And there's um, 
uh, a very touching exchange there. And then as they have Spock's funeral and they shoot his body into space, uh, Kirk offers a, a little eulogy that is uh, also very touching. Um, and you really, like, even if you're just stepping into this blind, let's say you've never seen any Star Trek before, you really feel the heft and the weight of the emotions. Um, you really see on display this chess match happening in space between Khan and Kirk. Um, and, and the animosity between those two, even though uh, um, you, you might not be privy to the prior interactions. Kirk, um, very interesting because he doesn't start off the film as, as a captain. Actually, he doesn't become a captain throughout. He's already accepted a promotion. He's an admiral, and he feels like he's getting old and, and kind of being put out to pasture. And so, um, you know, when he boards the Enterprise, it's kind of like a last um, bit of adventure for him. There's just so much stuff at play. And, and like all kinds of universal themes and the movie is so well done. Uh, um, like there's a few very minor things like computer graphics or stuff that, um, that maybe feels a little dated just because technology now in present day is, is beyond, you know, even what they foresaw then, but be <laughs> yeah, yeah. But beyond that, I mean, uh, you know, when you get into the, the characters and the emotion of it, Fantastic. And overall, the effects, um, whether, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're all practical, used with models, but um, yeah, we're talking about the effects themselves still movie, look pretty so. decent, um, comparatively speaking. So uh, even if you've never seen any other Star Trek movies or any bit of Star Trek, um, I highly recommend going out of your way to check this out. Just a fantastic movie and kind of remade. It's very slightly, or at least the character recycled with Into the Darkness. I would say character recycled because beyond the character, the movies are very different. Um, Hans, have you seen Wrath of Khan? Mm-hmm. years ago so i've 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 seen it probably in the 90s like late 90s um so this is the one i was saying earlier when i mentioned star trek right. into darkness is is like a loose recreation of um of wrath of khan uh a couple different things that they change they actually the events of wrath of khan are referenced in into darkness because spock talks to leonard nimoy spock and mentions how dangerous Khan is. So, and I know like the original the, or the remake Star Trek messed with time travel and, and the events mm -hmm. of all the original movies still happen. So the fact that I thought that was cool to include that, um, you know, some of the things that in into darkness change is, is instead of Spock dying, it's um, Kirk dying, but he's brought back that same movie. Um, and there's like a big fight between Spock and Khan. So a lot, so, you know, similar events that are happening, um and and you know Khan is a different character I guess a different recreated for this one than he is in the Wrath of Khan the next um, generation. That being yeah. said, I know Wrath of Khan uh, and just going back to my my not hatred of Star Trek but my lack of interest. Um, this in, in from the original movies, I'm more towards like Star Trek movies that I watch are more towards the um, Patrick Stewart ones with Picard, like the Next Generation. 
the next generation series um so i i wasn't too familiar i think out of the original ones i did see the first one this one i've seen multiple times um and you know i i, I ricardo Montalban, i know him from two movies it's this and um the naked gun part one which is uh great in that as well um but yeah this is definitely i i agree with your point of the first one the first star trek nothing happens the very boring movie um this picks it up and makes it you know i think this this unleashed star trek to a newer audience of saying like it's beyond just exploration like things actually happen there are there are stakes to this um so i i and and i think everyone like i everyone really steps up their game and they they add emotion to the star trek (laughs) series because i've i haven't watched any of the old series and i don't know too much about it but i think they putting stakes at it by killing off a major character um i mean to my understanding only to come back in whatever three or four which was the search for spock um but um you know it's it's a it's i i i give them credit for doing that because um i i think they probably realized with the success or probably the lack of critical response from the first one they're like all right we need to to change and i think that's what they did a little more and and made star trek more of an not action set piece but more things happening and more you know just more development all around um but yeah i I, this is a good pick because i i I just linking it into darkness uh, i'm glad that you at least kind of include it into darkness Mm -hmm. and somewhat in your list of putting the original one on there um but yeah i i I do like how they they they're you know there's a reason i put into darkness on there and it did it it, you know you put it on it it, they're linked movies for the most part and so it's 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 cool. So, Harry, I didn't see it. Yeah, I've never seen it. Um, but uh, I wanted to share. My mom is a, is a big uh, Star Trek gal, so shout out to my mom. Uh, but I had this feeling when I watched Into Darkness, and this is part of the reason why I was left off my list, is I felt like when I was watching Into Darkness, I felt like there was a better version of this out there already. Um, and that's not a shot, but there's a lot of times when, you know, like we, we talked about, you know, just nerd culture and stuff like that. And it's like, I kind of already know this better version exists. Um, and as much as I like the, uh, Abrams Star Trek, the first one and in the darkness, I just felt like I had always heard so many things about Wrath of Khan. And when they were going that route, I just had this feeling while watching it. And I, you know, judging by the way Greg explained it, I feel like. Uh, Wrath of Khan is is the far superior movie and the far more interesting movie. Um, you know, I, I think the problem with Star Trek is just like any other piece of IP. It's it's hard to know when to Jesus, jump into. Yeah, I was gonna so, say that's coming. but I mean, hey, listen to Papa away. if you if you if you haven't ever watched uh, a Star Trek. You know, you can go no okay. wrong with jumping into cool. Khan and kind All of right. picking things uh, up. Hands, so, how about you? What do you got next? Um, happy it's on your list. Maybe one day I'll I'll check it out. Uh, maybe for the fiftieth. You know, we'll give it another nine years and then jump in then. Yeah. Yeah. Nine years. All right. I got 2002's uh, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, which um, Harry had on his honorable mentions. Yes, sir. Um, So, yeah. um, Lord of the Rings, uh, I will just go out and say it. Probably the best trilogy ever. Um, One of the most beloved trilogies ever. Um, 
I, I just, uh, you can't say anything bad about Lord of the Rings. I, there really is nothing. I, I can't think of anything bad. I'll even, I know one of it, one of you mentioned, well, I think you mentioned what you rewatched The Hobbit um, <laughs> trilogy. And, and even those, I, I will say uh, the first time I watched them, I wasn't a fan of them, but I've rewatched them over the years. And yeah, they're, they're delightful. They're like my Paddington. I just, I they're, they're you know, um, but two towers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I the one thing about two towers that I love is the the events of and this is I guess we'll do like a little Star Trek comparison. The events of Lord of the Rings and like Return sorry, of the King. There's no big Return of the King in this. They're or very fellowship. small scale. Fellow, Even okay. like towards the end, it's I was like fellowship against like bruh? fifty orcai, <laughs> but it's not like big battles. <laughs> okay. There's not a huge battle. Like the biggest battle takes part in the prologue of the movie um, when they're explaining what happened to Sauron, but. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fellowship. Fellowship. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. I was just saying the last third of the last third of the movie, uh, Return of the King, is a big fight. I'm sorry. Fellowship of the Ring. Um, so there's not. There's only I, I like maybe three or four action scenes, and they're not. They're not big scales. Um, this, the amount of pre- practical effects that Peter Jackson used for the two towers in the Helm's Deep battle Dude, not, is, not even the set, is insane. I remember watching, like, I don't yeah, know if it was whatever channel they it was on at the time was being released or it was the DVD. Built all they of did the making of the battle of Helm's Deep and it's like the ins- whole army. It's, it is incredible like you're hundreds of how they like with basically yeah. built, built that whole, that whole set piece. Um, I, I <clears throat> you know, 10,000 people here. <laughs> Yes. And for the Yeah, and I know like the wide shots and like the zoomed out shots are are CGI because that's you, you have to do it for that. But even like the close the, the close um the close-ups of them of like it's insane of the amount of extras that said that the Helm's Deep if it's still standing, I don't know if it still is, is like I would love to visit it and just it it's that doesn't happen now in those types of movies. All of it, and even in The Hobbit, we'll use The Hobbit as an example. It's CGI, and although it's it's green screen, that even some of Minas Tirith in, in Return of the King is practical, and it's just such it, it's so crazy. You get introduced into Two Towers to some of the best characters in the Lord of the the Lord of the Ring, um, the Lord of the Rings series, like with the the Rohirrim. Um, you get more Gollum. I mean, Gollum. I think is only in the first one for like a, a, a hot second. Yeah. But um, you know that you get to see as they get closer to the Mordor, um, some of the other characters that are introduced, like Faramir and everything. Like it just, it's they build on the characters on the stories that they built, from, like introduce the characters from Fellowship, and then just put so much at you. And it's not, it's not a bad thing for this type of movie. Normally, I would complain and be like, "There's a lot of stuff following. There's a lot of people whose names sound alike." And I like, but. I think the Peter Jackson does it so well and you know how much he loved the series and lo- and like cared for it. And it shows And two towers. It was such a huge challenge to come from a smaller scale fellowship to this, to where, where it ended up in return to the King. Um, yeah. I, just two towers is, is phenomenal. Um, you know, I would recommend if, if, if you have not watched Lord of the Rings at this point in your life, go back and watch it, read the books, just take in everything. Lord of the Rings. Uh, despite uh, the the other my other two uh, uh, friends on the show, uh, even give the Amazon series a shot. Um, it does have its bright spots. 
Listen, I'll so. pitch for it too, but it's it's nothing compared um, to to this. I mean, you know, I'm not saying it is all the Hobbit quality. It's, it's it's Lord of the Rings, so just you know, right, fair enough. A shot. So, um, Harry, I know you had on your honorable mention, so you probably yeah. don't have too much more to say about no. it. Yeah, you, know, right. you, you were you said everything I would like to say very well. <laughs> Harry sometimes yeah, is like AJ Hawk. If you're familiar with the Pat McAfee podcast, or just, just sometimes in general, just, the Lord yep, of the Rings movies. Stands there. Um, I talked about Two Towers earlier, and Greg said he would say it. So along with Back Greg, to the man. Future, I just want to, I just want to bust top three trilogy uh, for me. Don't ask me to rank them. I can't. All right, but um, an achievement in filmmaking that like I I just I don't feel will be surpassed or will ever be seen again you know like just in terms of the sheer scale and the practical effects that were used i mean it's it it really was kind of like the end of an era in a sense for movie making because after that it shifted heavier and heavier into digital um yeah so kudos to really making it a living breathing world uh peter jackson uh, as far as the two towers goes, probably my least favorite of the three films, but you know, similar to what I said with back to the future doesn't mean it's not fantastic. It is. I think the thing with me for the Lord of the Rings movies is that fellowship and, uh, return of the King don't have any slow moments for me. And I don't know what it is, but in in two towers, I always kind of lose interest when um when Faramir links up with uh Frodo and Sam and Gollum. I I think I, like I like Faramir, but he's not quite as nuanced as like Barmir. Like Barmir's struggling with some stuff, right? Faramir's just a pure good guy. Um, so there's that, but then also. He, kind of treats Gollum crappy and you know I mean he's just trying to look out for what he thinks is uh, the safety and security and best interest of everybody and I get that but like you know he's uh, he's treating him like a, a thing less less of a person so like all of that stuff up through um, I don't I think that was Athelion where they met or like they they take him to Athelion and then Osgiliath is where uh they kind of part ways. That whole section of just that storyline always loses me. Like I'm like not not to the point where I'm not watching it, but it's just like, eh, can we get to the other storylines? Like I like that stuff better. But um Outside of that, I mean, that's such a small part of the movie. Everything else is fantastic. Yeah. Like you said, like the Helm's Deep stuff, the all of the stuff in Rohan. Dude, I love Brad Dourif. His Grima Worm Tongue is fantastic. Miranda Otto, just incredible. The shot when she like bursts out of the um the throne room uh outside and the the cape of the uh Rohirrim just flutters into the wind and and lands and as you know um the the party gandalf and and all of those guys are trotting by and they see it land like just i'm getting goosebumps just even talking about it you know like gandalf entering the yeah. throne room i told you to take away the staff like late is the hour you've come late spell they call you like i just i love all of that 
so yeah fantastic movie um great choice uh like i said you know slightly below the other two films for me in the trilogy but how can you talk bad about two towers Uh, you can't and also i think um I oh the other thing that was great with Two Towers too, and this is more just a like a little anecdote, a personal story, but like I I was unfamiliar uh with the Lord of the Rings. So like when I went to see Fellowship of the Ring, I didn't really have too much of an idea yeah, of what no. was going on and I had to like rewatch it a second time to like fully take it in. And then after that second viewing, I was like, All right, I'm all in. So I went and I read the books and then having read the books and then going to like the midnight show at Franklin Mills for two towers. Just absolutely loved it. So man, great memories. Great pick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hair, what do you got? What a life. Yeah. Yeah, no, great choice. Yeah, so next up on my list, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, probably, I guess, uh, I have the oldest and the newest uh, as far as sequels go uh, from 2022, uh, directed by Joseph Kaczynski, starring Tom Cruise, Miles Teller, Val Kilmer, Jennifer Connelly, Glenn Powell. Um, this movie, uh, grossed, I mean, I guess you could, you know, let's say maybe there's a little bit of translation here as far as dollar figures, but this grossed uh, $1.1 billion more, uh, than the original Top Gun, uh, grossed. Um, it also, it also won an Oscar for sound editing. It was nominated for a couple others, but robbed by the Academy. I'm just kidding. Um, so similar to Creed, similar to Cobra Kai, or at least the early seasons of Cobra Kai, this is just a... A nice, I don't want to say detour from the original, but a nice addition that that kind of changes from the original. Um, Top Gun Maverick to me is just purely box office and purely blockbuster film. You know, your typical, you know, summer popcorn movie. You know, we talk about Jaws. We talk about Independence Day in the history of of summer movies. And I think Top Gun Maverick is right up there with it. Um just the the joy felt during some of the scenes um you know and just the 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 power of Tom Cruise and uh continuing to tell the the Maverick story um as wild as it sounds gets even better um and even pulls pulls at the heart uh during some moments um but yeah just takes takes the Top Gun series to another another level uh I'm not going to argue for a third one uh so it, if you're listening, Tom, let's let's go. Um, the years are the years are yeah. So up. this is one. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely uh, absolutely you guys uh, in love with Top Gun Maverick. Um, you, you all got on listen, my case. You don't even need to see the first one. They recap this. So in just jump on in with with Top Gun Maverick. Uh, hands, like I, I know you're on board with me on this. <laughs> I waited. Um, Papa, I don't know. I don't know I what it is. I think, well I think this it. was one of those situations where. Um, it was only on uh, a big yeah, screen, like a, a PLF IMAX or Dolby or something for like maybe two or three weeks. I know they brought it back after, but like the initial run, I think it had a short span and then something else was out and I, I just missed it. And I didn't want to watch it in like a standard format um, after that. So waited till it hit streaming and yeah. you were absolutely right. Like it totally totally lived up to the hype i don't think i heard 
anyone say anything negative about this film. And guess what? It's still delivered. Like you said, it's still lived up to the hype. So very exciting. And this is coming from a guy who wasn't a huge fan of the original Top Gun. I had rewatched it in um, anticipation for the second one. Delivers. Um, you know, it's it's fine, but this one blows it out of the water. It's It's got the total... 80s action feel to it where yeah maybe it's a little light on story but it's heavy on um incredible action and stunning cinematography and effects like just who doesn't love you know what oh yeah yeah tremendous who doesn't love watching dogfights right um and it was really cool too that we got to see um Iceman back also with uh Val Kilmer um I didn't. I think I had known that he was going to be Great back score. for this, but I, I, with his cancer and all that stuff, I didn't know what extent he would be in it. Right, right. But they they gave him some dialogue, yeah, yeah and it was pretty good. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is one where if you haven't seen it, absolutely go out of your way to see. Um, great addition to yeah. this list for sure. You could have easily and, seen a, a wave from a distance as like he's a general going on to do his thing, and they just did it so right. I am not a fan of the first one at all. Um, I think it has a couple cool moments, but uh, I don't, I don't like it. Uh, so I went in this to this a little skeptical, but you know, trailers got released. Uh, I'm a sucker for a good trailer. Uh, I've watched all Transformers movies in theaters, with the exception of like one, because the trailers look phenomenal and <laughs> movies end up being awful. Um, but I was like, I, I, I know this was in production for a while, so when it finally got released, it, it was one of those things like, hey, I can't believe this is actually coming out. Uh, I. I saw this in IMAX uh, with, with everyone. This was phenomenal. I love, I, I, I don't know why I didn't include this. Maybe because be I like, I wiped the first one from my mind and not thinking this is a sequel. Um, but I mean, it, it is, this is a great movie. Some of that, the, the, I don't know if Tom, I, I'm just, I'm just going to go along with the, the, the thought that Tom actually flew <laughs> these planes and, and these fights and, 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 and everything. Um, one of the the best uses of the f word in a movie I've heard ever because it just out of yeah. it's very natural and it just comes out of nowhere and it's really funny. Um, yeah, if you're if you like the word fifth generation fighter, you're gonna love this movie because they say that at least a hundred times in this movie, um, and, and at least it's like a hundred times in five minutes. Um, so if you, if you like that, um, great pick. It turns a little behind enemy lines for a couple minutes, uh, and it gets a little. I don't want to say Still, unbelievable, brother. Still I don't want to say unbelievable because, like, it, I, I, it, it doesn't make any sense. But like, but whatever. I don't care I, at this point. Like, I'm completely. Like, the first one is a realistic movie. I'm at this point where I'm checked out completely. I'm 45. I'm an hour and a half into this movie. I'm, I'm just, just I, I'm just all in. So whatever happens, happens. So when they, you know, crash land in enemy territory and end up, you know stealing a plane off of whatever country they're they're supposedly bombing or doing whatever perfect great i whatever it, it makes no sense but i'm all in um yeah hopefully may they make a third one hopefully it, it, it's just like this um 
Yeah, and and with Val Kilmer being in it, uh, I, okay, I knew so he was in it. I didn't know to the extent, left, and the fact that they share yeah, lines. So, cool. I, 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 I if it's cool with I you, I want to loop back um, and, and double dip. Yeah, here. I don't Can know. Do from I, I know his condition is is has not been great over the past couple of years. Um, so it was good to see see him back on screen for at least a small role. <sighs> Oh yeah, of course, King. Yeah, so um my fourth uh choice, uh The Dark Knight two thousand eight, uh directed by Ooh. Okay, man. Um you, you keep you keep living on those good hills, man. Uh let me tell you. Um directed by Christopher Nolan, uh starring Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, uh R.I.P. and Aaron Eckhart. Uh this movie made six hundred million more dollars uh than the uh original one did. Um, in regards to that, uh, or Batman Begins, I should say, um, this is the second movie in the Nolan trilogy, so not the second Batman movie, because that would be Batman Returns, but there's also, whatever. It fits. It fits in the criteria for it. Um, this won an Oscar for supporting actor and sound editing. Um, Both and, in the same you know, the summer, importance of this movie, and I'm sure we've talked about it before, is how much this changed kind of uh, the way people thought about superhero movies and what they could be. Um, the impact that superhero movies had on culture and um, that and Iron Man, I guess you could also like took it to that next level as we talked about earlier with Spider-Man too. Um, yeah. Wild, wild to think about what a time to be alive, to be honest. Um, yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, from the opening scene, I think the opening scene with the bank heist was teased, you know, out before the movie's release as a hype thing. Obviously the news about uh, Heath Ledger's passing, the I think goodwill slash um, positive reviews from the first one kind of helped you know take this one to the next level. Um, you know the money behind it, also the stunts behind it. Um, you know the chase scene, you know through the city with the Joker, um, absolutely just incredible. Uh, yeah, this movie um, it doesn't get any better. I feel when it comes to superhero movies and just movies in general. Um, some people might disagree, just like. They don't like uh, Paddington. Um, really, for sure. I gotta be honest, um, some of your the Dark worst Knight takes absolutely ever, would have been in my top um, five. Also, the Dark Knight and Paddington. But you live, you live, you yeah, live that life. Uh, Good for you, boy. Um, somebody's got to be what that guy. a movie. Um, but this Pop, is, I'll throw it to, to me. More, this is a perfect movie. Positive it joy. Is. Here I cannot going to for me. I can't find any joy, flaws so. in this film. Um, absolutely love the story. It's riveting. The villain, you the can't take your too. eyes off him. Um, it's a natural extension and follow-up from the first film. The action set pieces, the cinematography, the score, which I still listen to to this day. All of it is just infinite chef's kisses, dude. <laughs> like Every single thing I can think yeah. of with this movie, it's quite literally flawless. The dialogue, I mean... It's just, oh man, I just, I love this movie, and selfishly, again, you know, this is an an anecdote, but this doesn't this doesn't add anything to the yeah. love that I already had for the film. Like I I would still feel this way about the film regardless. But this was also the last movie that I saw in theaters with my dad, so like that has a special place in my heart also. But um, but yeah, man, I just I love 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 this movie and i 
was shocked at how great it was when it came out. And to this day, I'm still shocked that we mm. got such yeah, a great course. movie. It's it's one of the best superhero movies, but for me, it's one of the best movies also, period. Like, take away the superhero. Like, Nolan, Nolan just really knocked it out of the park with this. I, you, you can't do any better than what he did. <laughs> uh, let's let's give the boy his fair shake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. For sure. All right, uh, on to our next movie. Um, go ahead and ha- have your have your two cents. Listen, I, I don't I don't want to I I've, oh, I've, on on our hot takes episode uh, on our hottest takes I've mentioned this I think The Dark Knight is an overrated movie I don't want to I don't want this this right now to be drawn out into and uh, getting attacked by me I'm going to just express a couple things why I, I I just I I don't think it is it's as great as people say I'm not saying it's a bad movie I've never once said that The Dark Knight is a bad movie I, that seems to be what everyone wants the that always seems to be your words first around. defense as well, but yeah. I, I just think it's not as great as a movie as a lot of people say. Mm-hmm. Um, the villain, I, I will say Heath Ledger's Joker is probably one of the best villains Talking about a dude who has serious psychosis. I don't think um, everything's going so on. so memorable <laughs> that there's actually a scene in this movie where Two-Face, for some reason, can't recognize it's the Joker until he pulls off the nurse's mask, and then he freaks out. Uh, so that's great. Um, yeah, drugs, but, you know, you can't see clearly. All of a sudden, it becomes clear who you're looking at. Okay, whatever. Enough. Yeah, not, just the whole face paint and, and makeup doesn't. Yeah. Whatever. Um, no, I, 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 I do. I will say it is a good movie. When the first movie, when I first saw the movie came out, when when I first saw the movie when it came out, I lived up to the hype and I said, "Oh my god, it's phenomenal!" Blah blah blah. Then I, I did that. Take a step back. Rewatch it. And I think there are some flaws in this movie where it's not as great as people think. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I, yeah. I appreciate people loving the, I I appreciate it that people – I understand the love for this movie and why people appreciate it so much and say it's the best superhero movie of all time or it's the best Batman movie of all time. Like I, I, I don't think that's the case, I but I do I do think there are flaws in it and things that bother me during this. Um, Three questions. But, yes. Is this the best Batman movie of all time? No. Is this the best superhero movie of all time? No. Would this be in the top 100 movies of all time? Yeah, I, I can make that. I can say you okay. can make that argument. Interesting. So no, no, and yes. Okay. Just curious. I would say, I, honestly, you could probably make an argument to put in like in like a top 25 list or like okay. anywhere like wow. a top 25 to top 30 list. I so think you have that's multiple the case. superhero and Batman movies in your top 125 list. In my personal, I have one Batman movie that probably falls in the top twenty-five. Okay. All right, that's all yep. I'm gonna say. That, Out of the Nolan it's movies, it's probably it's the second. I like Batman. It goes in the order of I like Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, and Dark Knight Rises is trash. But <laughs> but I'm just saying, Dark Knight. I I appreciate <laughs> yeah. the. I, I not appreciate. All I right, like well, that you appreciate for, it so much. Uh, I, sharing, we might. Have I just to hire don't Rachel think it Dawes is as great. Send you in a- as oh, everyone says it is. You do you can. <laughs> yeah. That I yeah. I, I uh stop. Pat, uh, okay. Dark Knight, so get out of here. We have no. two films left that. that are shared amongst the three yeah. of us. Uh well one that is shared amongst the three of us. 
I'm going to go with the other one um, that is shared mm. amongst two of us. Yeah. And that mm, is yeah. Terminator yeah, 2 was... Judgment Day from 1990. Which terrible actress would you like to pick for that? By wow. James Cameron, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Robert Patrick, Edward Furlong. This won several Oscars, uh, specifically Best Sound, Best Film Editing, Best Effect for Sound Effects Editing, and Best Effects Visual Effects, all at the 1992 Oscars. Um, man, I will never forget, I, the first time I saw this movie, uh, my mom rented it from Blockbuster, so we're talking circa 1992, maybe late 91. Uh, pretty sure it was 92, though. I remember uh, her bringing it home and watching it. I was definitely way too young for it, but fell in love. Very frightening, incredible themes. This is one of my all-time favorite movies, and um, I just, I love, I love the fact of there's this dystopian future, and we're doing everything we can to change it. I love Sarah Connor's credo of no fate but what we make, right? we're in control of our destiny we don't accept the future that's written um even though we we know quote unquote that it's going to happen we take matters into our own, own hands and control our destiny um arnold schwarzenegger uh turning face as as we would say in wrestling uh from the first film he gets reprogrammed and he's the good guy uh what a twist it's actually interesting because they they put that in the marketing like they they heavily hinted at it i guess and um i feel like if that was me i probably would have saved that twist for people that actually got into the theater but hey you know what it worked because it still made a ton of money um the dynamic between uh edward furlong and arnold and then between the three of edward furlong arnold and linda hamilton fantastic Linda Hamilton, what a body transformation she went into compared to the first Terminator. Uh, talk about, you know, throwing yourself into the role and really thinking about what this character would become having seen this stuff. The horrors of uh, a nuclear apocalypse and a rule under the metal exoskeleton foot of, uh, you know, Cyberdyne and, and Skynet. Um, nightmare fuel, for sure. Like, I... I will occasionally still have nightmares about the scene when the nuclear bomb hits and uh, the skeleton is left shaking on the playground chain link fence the way the, that um, the cities just get blown away. And guess what? All the while, the score, which is tremendous, uh, it's not some, some crazy um, action-heavy sound during that scene it's it's a very somber scene which makes it all the more eerie uh somber sound that is uh again this is for me like a perfect movie i just i love i love this and it, it's a shame because they've really beaten a dead horse on the terminator franchise and tried to wring as much money out and every once in a while they'll dump a dump truck full of money up to james cameron like hey can you say a few words uh up to the 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 rollout of this and kind of throw your endorsement he's like sure i like money um but none of them will ever live up to this this is again one of those scenarios where it's like the sequel far surpassing the original and i i love the original but this is incredible so who shares this movie with me on their list 
Hey. For sure. That that would be me. Um, so no, I <clears throat> I agree. Um, so I only seen the first one once. I don't remember too much about it. Um, I, I what I like about this one, it, it just it's from what I understand, it's 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 such a different tone. I feel like the first one felt like kind of like a slasher type movie because Linda Hamilton and um and Michael Bain are running from from Arnold. Um, but I it's so I I like the fact that. Like you had said, with some of the yeah. Oh, yeah. the the messaging behind this, and like you know the the idea of fate and what we can control, what we can avoid. Um, this movie opens up in the future in Judgment Day, which is which is great because there's a lot of, to my understanding, I, I know there's a lot of CGI in this, but some of the practical effects, I think some of the stuff in the future are pra- like the robots are somewhat practical. A few of them, they look like the exoskeletons are great. Um, you get to see John Connor kind of like like being a general in this war against the machines. Um, yeah, I agree with, and I know I've read a few things like on the twist about that of like why they included in the marketing. And it's just like, I feel like that would have been great because there is that scene where if you've had, if you've never seen the trailer for this and you're going into this blind and you know nothing about it, you're going to start seeing basically like the one scene in the hallway where John Connors has a Terminator to his front and his back. I think just the fact that if you saw Arnold start blasting away the other one would be that would be that would be like an endgame moment in terms of like the the Avengers assemble type um like clapping moment for 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 viewers. Uh, it was a nice twist. I think it was a cool twist. Um the the T1000 is a is a great villain. He doesn't really say much too much in this movie. He's just like just straight out just like Arnold in the first one just out the kill. Um and I think the CGI, although now look back at it now, yes, it's it's dated compared to what computers can do nowadays, and it's definitely obvious um, that it is CGI. This, um, I think, it still looks good for 1992 or 1991 or 1992. Um, there's one of has one of my favorite deleted scenes, which I don't know why it was deleted when Michael Bain comes back and talks to Linda Hamilton in her dream. Um, but I've 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 watched that delete scene like at a like just randomly tons of times um yeah great movie great amazing action there's there's this almost feels like kind of like mad max where like i feel like mad max's type of um like fury road was non-stop action where this is kind of like that there's more i feel like there's more action than downtime um but the downtime that you have just to see um where john's bonding with the the robot and by the end of the movie has a full-on like a full like a real friendship bond with it and and it, i think it it's so great to know especially the fact that john's job in the future is to destroy him um or destroy his kind so i i it's it's a really i just from beginning to end there are a lot of things like a lot of cool pieces to this and you know i think once you get to the part where they go to um go to the lab and destroy the chips and there's just so many little parts of this movie that how, when i rewatch it i kind of forget that part too, of it with like but you know arnold's um, t-800 like the whole miles all this damage and i always forget about getting but peeled away it's great when you watch it it's, it really is it, it's yeah yeah it's undoubtedly probably the best uh, i would say we'll talk about one other movie soon but the best number two that 
<laughs> that I've seen, which it's, it's a weird thing to say. Mm. <clears throat> well, I half of his face is like all robotic, yeah, and yeah, I'm like you. the prosthetics <laughs> on this is great. Yeah, completely agree. Um, yeah, I, I just I, it's it's a shame that that Terminator has I think like six movies in the series, and it peaked at two. Um, I will give three some love more than it probably deserves, but um, after that, it's it's all downhill. So, Harry, I'll I'll give I'll give it a little bit little bit of love. Uh yeah. So I. So I uh, love Terminator 2, uh, Judgment Day. I think uh, my big point about this was that you guys would ride for this movie more than I would. So I left it off my list because uh, I was pretty confident, especially with the number two being in it, that, that Papa and Hans would have it on there. Uh, yeah, no, great choice. Um, this is another one similar to Top Gun Maverick where, you know, I, I didn't mention earlier, but kind of takes the first one and just elevates it. I mean, our man, our man, Jimmy Cam, just batting, batting a thousand when it comes to this stuff. And, uh, I think I saw this on the most recent, like re-release or something. Uh, it came back for some anniversary, um, absolutely still holds up for the, you know, majority of it. And yeah, can't recommend uh, a movie enough. Um, you know, Terminator, Similar again to to Alien, you know, and Aliens and Terminator Two and uh, Terminator. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, what a joy! I'm gonna so you know, I I, just, I love this movie so much. So I'm gonna add a little bit of uh, quotes here, which you know, it's always it's always tough if you don't know the context. But to any of our listeners, please, by all means, like go out of your way and check this out. Um, some quotes that I love. Uh, both from Sarah Connor. Um, number one, watching John with the machine, it was suddenly so clear. The Terminator would never stop. It would never leave him, and it would never hurt him, never shout at him or get drunk and hit him or say it was too busy to spend time with him. It would always be there, and it would die to protect him. Of all the would-be fathers who came and went over the years, this thing, this machine, was the only one who measured up. In an insane world, it was the sanest choice. Uh crazy good dialogue there and then at the very end of the movie um as we see the unknown path forward uh rolling down a, a california highway um sarah connor narrating the unknown future rolls towards us i face it for the first time with a sense of hope because if a machine a terminator can learn the value of human life maybe we can too just tremendous stuff <laughs> not to mention the fact at the end when the Terminator sacrifices himself um, to get rid of mm. the remaining chip and, you know, you do the thumbs up as he's lowering down into, into the um, molten lava or whatever it is. Like, dude, I always get the goosebumps, always get a little bit of waterworks there. So like, it's just uh, so good. 
so good. <laughs> Shame it was uh, all downhill from that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Uh, okay, so that leaves us with one film left, which we all share on our top five list, our fave five. Uh, Hans, why don't you take us home? What is that film? That movie is The Raid 2. Um, came out in 2014, sequel to, <laughs> obviously, The Raid. Um, Redemption. The yes, Raid the Redemption. Redemption. Um, so this is um, an Indonesian martial arts film, um, which is... Uh, it's really hard to describe what this movie really is about. Um, so the first one is about uh, if you've seen Dread, it's like basically like an Indonesian version of Dread, um, where uh, these police go in to stop a drug lord, and um, this is the our first main character raid. Rama. Okay. This is the first raid. I'm sorry, the first raid. So they're basically he goes to get his brother out of this building that's run by these drug lords. Um, meanwhile, there's insane martial arts fighting, um, and you know that's that's the first one it's it's a very low budget action movie um that led us into the raid 2 um the raid 2 is a two and a half hour masterpiece uh in terms of uh, a movie um if you like action this has it if you have a, if you like a good story this is actually a movie with an action movie with a genuinely good story it's not it's not really the it's not rewriting anything crazy it's an undercover cop who goes undercover who goes undercover with a certain um a certain gang that he um has to like infiltrate to get some information on um and becomes like an enforcer for them uh it, it the way it's done there's there's you know there's twists turns there's a lot of like but the the action in this movie is is has not i've never seen anything like it up until that point and i've never seen anything like it since um I know the similar creators, like I know Gareth Edwards, he um, worked on Evans. Um, Gareth Evans. Evans, I'm sorry. I always I Me too. honestly get them mixed Me up too. all the time. Uh, <laughs> Gareth Evans, he did another movie called, um, if it's, I'll get the name of it um, in a second. But just with the Ray 2, it, it's, it is a well choreographed movie with a great story. It is some of the most, I, I coming out of that movie, I wanted to learn like martial arts. Uh, like right away and i just it, it, it you kind of watch it in amazement like with your mouth open where this is a non-stop action action movie but i it just i i don't think i you know you can watch like ang bak and and um it man that has like you know that martial arts movies as well i feel like this is so much more fast-paced than those and it's just it's why it's a wild movie it's very crazy um Rama should not be alive with some of the injuries that he takes in this and some of the stuff that he goes through. There's a constant, um, he's in constant peril and fighting. Um, but by the time it, you know, it all concludes to the fact that he's fighting his way through this gang to probably the best warehouse scene. And let me preface Rama is fighting most of these scenes by himself. He's not fighting two or three people. He's fighting 20 to 30 on his own. Um, to one of the best warehouse fights, to one of the best two-on-one fights with a girl with a baseball bat or a base a hammer, and the other guy is a baseball bat. To one of the greatest, probably the greatest fight scene I've seen in a kitchen, where he has to fight this assassin one-on-one. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know really what to say about this movie outside of like the action of it, but it may this is 
one of the best sequels because it takes an already crazy first movie and just amplifies it and turns it all the way up to well past 11. Um, I, I've, I've, I watch this a lot. Like I've rewatched this a lot and have it on in the background, but it's, it's, it's a dangerous movie to have on the background because if you don't know the language that's being spoken, um, then you can't really follow along with the dialogue. You have to turn around and watch the, you know, watch the action in it. Um, yeah, I rec- I I will recommend this to absolutely anyone. I, if even if you if you're like into rom coms, I'm like I got a good rom com for you. It's, it's called The Raid Two. Um, you'll love it. Um, yeah, Harry, what about what about what about you? Yeah, I uh, with The Raid when I first saw that, I said, "Wow, you can't get much better uh, as far as action, as far as martial art movies uh, than this." Um, and then the trailer for the raid two dropped and, uh, gotta be honest, uh, that trailer is, uh, is definitely up there as one of those trailers that, uh, I remember watching multiple times diving into YouTube, um, and just being like, let's play this again. Um, you know, and, and there's so many distinctive characters as, as you mentioned as well. Um, and you know, I think the thing about the first one with the raid redemption is that it's a pretty contained story. You know, there's obviously an objective, uh, by Rama and the troops to, to get to the top of the floor to, to shut down the drug dealer. Um, in the second one, there's, uh, a little bit more as far as, you know, going into different parts of the city, uh, you know, different places, uh, other than this, you know, hotel, uh, that is built up. And, uh, just an incredible movie um, and spectacle. Uh, I don't know if this would have been uh, my number one choice, um, you know, because I, I know we didn't really go through any rankings, but uh, as far as sequels are concerned, but uh, it was definitely on my 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 short list to to know absolutely that this would be on here, no doubter. Um, but Papa, I know you're the one who's seen it uh, more recently than both of us, so. Um, I see it's I see it's on your list, so must be holding up still uh pretty well. For sure, it does. Um so I would say I'll start with the negative. <laughs> this is almost a perfect movie for me. I think the only the only um problem I have is it is a little long in the tooth. The run length is uh a bit stretched for me. I think if they tightened it up by like not long enough. <laughs> I think if they tightened it up by like 15 20 minutes then this would be a perfect film. But um but that's my only nitpick. It is very tiny. Uh I actually watched this before I saw the first raid film so I was a little bit lost nice. initially. I had heard so many great things about the raid redemption and this film was playing in theaters, the raid 2. So I went to check it out, and um, even though there was a little bit of a, a learning curve about okay, who's who's what and what's going on, man, the movie is it, it's tremendous. I mean, when you talk about you know an undercover cop movie or a martial arts movie, and guys, I've seen plenty. I've seen a ton of martial arts movies. This is near the very top of the list. It is incredible. Some of the fight scenes that you see there's just nothing else that's been done like it. And uh, Hans, you mentioned <laughs> um, Rama is always fighting like 15, 20, 30 guys. And it, it's crazy to see the, the scene um, 
some of the scenes in prison uh where he's you know initially undercover he goes in prison and you have that the scene uh the very first fight scene i think where he is in a toilet stall and like just kind of gathering his thoughts because he knows the storm's coming there's a rumble going on like everything you know stuff is about to go down and then what happens they bust through and he manages to trap them one or two at a time. He's busting skulls, dude. It's just, it's awesome. And then fast forward 15, 20 minutes, and there's another uh, fight scene in the prison, uh, maybe maybe like 10 or 15 minutes, um, in the yard, in, in the mud, uh, where it's pouring rain. And that scene is, is crazy. Mm. So it's very interesting because... You know, we were just talking about the Dark Knight, and in Batman Begins, there's kind of a similar scene, and Bruce looks like the man in that scene. And they they took that from um, the Dark Knight Rises, uh, or the Dark Knight Returns comic book. They kind of adapted it. But you take that and put it on steroids, and you have what happens in the Raid 2, which is, you know, just <laughs> Rama and, um, and uh, uh, well, basically, like, two or three factions of gangs going at it the shivs that that are happening the shiving if if that's even a uh, a verb um in the scene mm, is just it is brutal. now <laughs> like the amount of punctures going it's just <laughs> insane um man the the movie there's so many memorable moments and action set pieces that are just incredible fight scenes um I just, I love this movie and it's definitely like, if, if you're into crime movies, um, like I mentioned, undercover cop movies, cause there's plenty in that subgenre, martial arts movies, like any of those, this is at the top of the list for all of those genres and subgenres. Like can't say enough good stuff about the raid two. Fun fact about the raid two is that the raid one was never supposed to exist. There was only supposed, this was supposed to be. Yeah, the first raid, but I guess Gareth Evans they they didn't want to give him the money for the raid two, so they gave him a small amount of money for the raid one and said, "Here you go, do what you can with this." And yeah. then based on the success, he was able to make actually the raid two, which was his first That's fascinating project. So, <clears throat> yeah. All news. right. Edit this. Put edit this. Yeah. Put in the news, please. <laughs> okay. Any any final thoughts? Anything else? I don't. I don't have any nothing. Uh, yeah, if there's any other sequel or anything that you think we might have forgotten, uh, you cheat a little bit, like I did with Cloverfield Lane, or you know, let us know. I will say there's um, one, and I mentioned I mean, this to Harry. There's one that I am shocked you guys didn't have on your list. It wouldn't qualify for mine, but all three of us love it. Any any takers? Who's in um, it? if I said it, it would give it away. I'd just do it. Tron say Legacy. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have just said the name oh, of the well, actor, yeah. and I don't yeah, want to well, guess yeah, it. Exactly. Um, I was so I didn't honestly. Um, I didn't even think of Tron. I for some I I yeah. So I I now nothing against Tron. I love Tron. I really do. But I, as much as I've rewatched that over the years, I do have a tendency to forget that Tron Legacy was an actual mm. real movie that came out. But. Yeah, I it still was a uh, soundtrack all the time. 
Yeah, it was on my long list, um, but did make my short list. I, my my top five was pretty definitive, and then with my honorable mentions, I think it was just outside. But uh, would have been a good choice. Would have been a, a hot take choice, I think. But um, yeah, some some a lot of great movies on here. A lot of subpar movies. Um, you know who Paddington you are. Too. Um, but uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh... <laughs> shut up, shut up, Marley. Anything for the peeps? <laughs> No, thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, I hope uh, these sequels have inspired you to maybe start a new new trilogy, a new franchise, um, or maybe even just you know, hey, you saw the first one, like a Paddington, and you want to see Paddington too. Um, you know, we definitely have some some movies we've talked about before, um, but also I think some some surprises on there, which I think uh, you know the people might enjoy. Hey, so yeah, thanks so much for listening. The chapter of your life, and let's kick it up into a sequel and let's uh let's make it even better Boom. <laughs> hands uh, anything for the beat uh no sorry for any misinformation i may have spread when uh i said carl urban died and then try to say uh, keith urban died and, and when he uh, said, i apologize i didn't want and this when he said the dark night spread. <laughs> he apologizes for that misinformation too yeah nah, i'll stick by that <laughs> i'll stick by that i'll stick by that for until i die all right uh well thank you guys <laughs> cool. so much as always for sticking with us we appreciate you as the boys mentioned please reach out let us know if there are any um sequels or number two movies that you think we missed that would have been good fits um hey hope you guys stay well be well and make sure as always you live spicy spicy